I'm trying to watch something, and you two chatty Cathy's like buzzing about some nonsensical thing. Ugh. Mike's eating fucking snacks. He's eating ice. God, you're such a fucking fat ninny. Why are you eating ice? Is there a, James, I want you to take 30 seconds and, and name something positive in your life right now. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to IO Panel Podcast. This is episode 69, very special, near and dear to our hearts and our genitals. Uh, genitals. Gen- Genitalmen. Um, I'm Evan. I'll be the host for this week. Uh, with me, as always, Mike. How are you doing, Mike? What up? That's sufficient. James, how you doing? What's up, man? That's also sufficient. Uh, we apologize for the brief hiatus last week. We did have plans to record, but uh, some infrastructure issues caused that to not happen. Some people were waylaid. Explain that term, because I like it, but I don't know what it is. I mean, it usually means someone is delayed or, or held up. Hmm. Okay. I think waylaid means to be literally held up by, like, bandits or something. <laughs> Well, it could be that. I don't. I don't think it has to be that. We're the wet bandits. <laughs> wet bandits. Waylaid. <laughs> Kevin Waylay McAllister. There you go. You know his his dad's dead. Thank thanks. Well, I mean, I thought you were going to be like, thank God. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, Evan. His dad from the movie. You mean? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I believe I had heard that. Oh, uh, that guy has passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has gone to the Valhalla for that guy's. Rip in peace. A Dad place where they all stand together and say, who's that guy? Yeah. Oh, he's that it's guy like, that oh, thing. I know. He's familiar. Yeah. Have you been to Stovacore before? You yeah. a noble warrior? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, did you guys have a good two weeks, I guess? I know we were we were talking about uh, James's adventure earlier. If there's anything else you'd like to cover, but nice little vacation. Okay. Um, yeah, good time to head ball. Cool. Well, beach trip, annual event. Michael, what did you do while 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 you weren't at the beach with me? I was at work. He he existed. Yeah, I know. Like, I know it's hard to hard to grasp that I'm a person when you're not around. But <laughs> yeah, I figured you would just go and lean against the wall until I came back or something. You know, <laughs> you just go to hi- in hibernation mode or something like that. So I hung out at Seven Eleven for a while. It's like uh, Futurama when Bender was like, "You existed before I knew you." <laughs> exactly. He's like, "Yeah, lots of people did." Really. <laughs> Yeah, no, just, uh, you know, made it a regular week, went to work, did my thing, you know. Damn, what are you going to do with your your week's vacation? Dude, I got three weeks of vacation I need to take at some point. 
Jeez. Now. So I'm jealous. Is that use or lose or do you get to hang on to it? They are now making it use or lose. All of it? I believe so. Hmm. I guess you'll be taking three weeks at home at some point. Maybe you can take maybe you can leave twenty hours to roll over, but you know, I, I have like hundred and thirty hours or something, so I need to <clears throat> Time need to for use a stay a staycation. Yeah, well, that's what some people said. They're like, oh, you're just going to stay home this week? I was like, come on, man. <laughs> it's like, I could, or I could walk 30 seconds to work. Right, exactly. Or I was like, I could mosey on over across the fucking street. <laughs> just, you know, like, what's the difference, you know? Yeah. So, well, uh, you and I already talked. Uh, I might be uh, taking a trip. That'll use some hours. Mm-hmm. So. Come, come on down south. Mm-hmm. To the old stomping grounds. He has expressed interest in knowing more about my life and what I'm doing down here. Unlike you, James, who selfishly... We've all seen a computer and a keyboard. We know what you're doing. to the beach every year and and always have have nothing fantastic to report. It's like, you know, it's the same old... I take this this week of vacation and I take great pride in it. You know, it's all right. (laughs) However, for the last five years... You have yet to come down here. Dude, Evan, you, you exist inside the box inside of Google uh, Hangouts. That's where you exist for me. I know you very well. I know that you have a microphone and half a drum set that I can see in the background, a ill-made bed, Uh-oh. and glasses. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, I have oh. two pairs of glasses. <laughs> and my bed is well-made, just not and, the one that's propped up against the wall right now. And now I will wear both. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Well, yeah, that sounds good, yeah, so man. So, so you a trip to TN up? is in order mm-hmm. at some point. A long weekend? May I accompany, or uh, are you inviting yourself? Uh yes, I am. Uh huh. <laughs> are you growing your hair out? What's happening, man? Uh no, I've just neglected to go to the barber for like a couple oh, months. You become a bushy, bushy sir. Yeah. No, I'm trying like, to. I'm trying to lock like it. it. It works. Get my dreads on. You know. Hey, I had nothing wrong with that. Get ready for uh, Jamaica, man. Get those Ugh. dreads going. Go, hey, man. <laughs> I will do no such thing. <laughs> you could be the Jamaican white guy of Tennessee, who just I will badly do no such thing. says Jamaican stuff. Down by the beach, like, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that <Man>. is extremely <clears throat> insensitive. Thank and you. you could not smoke weed. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't do anything of interest. Um, Went to work, came home, rinse, repeat. Well, except for the go to work or come home part. Correct. You're just at home. We just like combine the two. We meld those two together most of the time. Right. Yes. Right. Did you go to the gym? Did you? No. Okay. But I don't have a membership that I pay $70 a month for that to, is go, to go use their scale. That is and then, correct. And then leave. It was very nice gym in your building, Michael. Correct. Downstairs. That is true. That is true. I did visit the gym. Mm-hmm. You walked past it? No, I went inside, looked around, was like, hmm, I like the improvements they've made. And then I promptly <laughs> left. Thank God for the neighborhood newsletter that has allowed me to know that this place exists. 
satisfactory. Oh, yep. I shall leave now. Yep. Cool. Okay. Well, okay. shall we commence with the news? I have the first link in here. Please do. Um, just a quick note. Inside this article, there is a link to the full scientific uh, publication. If you are at all interested, I recommend you read it. I did not read most of it, though I will go back and read it because uh, it is interesting to me. So a scientist, and I guess the article claims, along with the aid of a high school student who was just there for an internship, so I don't really count them, um, have created a new way of using uh, some carbon nanotubes to filter out heavy metals from water. Um, So what they did was they created sort of a substrate of quartz fabric, um, which I didn't know was a thing. They call it quartz wool. Um, And basically grew carbon nanotubes inside of it and found that one gram of this material, which is probably, you know, about the size of four cotton balls or so, as it looks in the picture, can effectively filter 83,000 liters of water and rid them of 99% of the heavy metals, such as mercury, lead, copper, cadmium, and several others, which is quite interesting. It also has the bonus uh, added feature of... Instead of previous sort of iterations of this technology, they were made entirely of um, carbon nanotubes, as far as I could tell, which once they were used to filter water, they had to be destroyed because all the metals were, you know, set inside inside the material. Um, this version can be cleaned and reused with vinegar. So there's some chemical reaction which removes the heavy metals into say the uh, the uh, vinegar solution and then you can dispose of that however you want and reuse the filter vinegar 101 uses huh exactly so we got filtering water uh mustard and that's all we need pickling Pick, fuck pickling the top top three vinegar uses yep so Anyways, this is a good um, technology for, you can send it out to remote villages in third world countries to filter their groundwater or river water. Um, you can use it to aid in uh, protecting against, or not protecting against, but alleviating the results of nuclear catastrophes such as Fukushima, which is mentioned in the article. Um So I liked it. I thought I would let you guys know. We are a could, smart, filthy ape race. Yes. We're you know, you could, I, one thing that I was not mentioned in the article, but kind of since the uh, Fukushima reference got me thinking, they could probably use something like this or this exact thing, perhaps, on uh, fracking sites. Because don't they get a lot of shit for, like, dumping chemicals into the water? Like, you know, Flint, Michigan, you can set the water on fire and shit like that. Yeah. So it could be used for that. <clears throat> so I just wanted to share that with you guys and, and our several listeners. 
Thank you, Evan. All several of them. <laughs> yes. There are tens. Literally tens. I, I just hope the Brita Corporation of America uh, picks this up. Oh, yeah. They're going to buy this research and uh, bury it, actually. Because <laughs> Big Filter doesn't yeah. want this. <laughs> doesn't want this getting out. <laughs> Big Filter. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, should we move on to the next one? I believe this is the um, social media issue. Sort of. Not really. But... Um, James, uh, we talked about this, well, James and Evan, we talked about this, uh, a few weeks ago on the show, this girl who was on trial because her, she urged her boyfriend to commit suicide. Right. Uh, via text message. So the trial has concluded and she's been sentenced to 15 months in jail. Okay. That makes sense. I believe there's also, like, a house arrest stipulation there. Like, I don't think she... I I could be making this up. I don't think she's doing immediate jail time. Like, she's under house arrest or something similar until some, like, appeals are through via other states. Oh, or some that other I don't legal, know. Legal only, thing, only thing I see here is two and a half year jail sentence, mm-hmm. but... They said she only has to serve 15 months of that, and then she was also sentenced to five years of probation. Mm, Okay. How old is she? 19 now. So, you know, she's not going to get it together, but maybe she'll just... 18 or 19. ...kill herself next. That'll be all good. Now, a little backstory. I believe both of these people were, at least at the time, pretty depressed and suicidal, and or maybe you know she she had gotten over it and he had been um you know talking about suicide for a while and she understood the perspective of you know that as a way out because everything seemed so horrible that it seems like yeah I can kill myself that's it's a good solution um and she was like okay yes I understand if you think that's best do it like I don't think she was taunting him or or pressuring him to either. do it. I don't think she was either. I think she. I think it's exactly what you say. I think she just, you know, is too weak, pathetic people <clears> to, like, <throat> give up. And so one of them gave up. Well, it all depends on how they interpreted... I don't know what the text of the law says. So, you know, the, she's convicted of involuntary manslaughter. Right. Okay? So you so, didn't stop them. Right. So I don't know exactly what the law says, but... But is there a law that says you have to keep someone from committing suicide? No. You know, that. I mean, it, that, to me, that'd be as good as a law saying, if you see someone about to murder someone on the street, you have to stop them. You know, and although we'd love for everyone to do that, people don't have to do that. You know? I think we, we've sort of mentioned this before, that cops don't even have to do that. Like, uh, there's nowhere nowhere in the police officer's handbook does it say... A an officer has to risk their life for yours. They, you know, a lot of them do. Is mm-hmm. not part of the job description, but hmm. it's it's a conception that, you know, that that is part they of the job an, description. They, they have an oath, right? They they have an oath. They have to. They you know protect and serve, but protect and serve the law, basically. 
Like, they don't have to jump in front of a gunman for you or anything. That's oh, just yeah. the, the nature of most people who take that position. I agree with that. But maybe it's... it's uh, I'm telling you, we're going to make a new podcast called The Pragmatic Douche. Hmm. Where it's just, you know, us being pra- totally pragmatic. You know, 15 people there, one police officer, and one guy's about to shoot one chick outside. What does he do? Protect the 15 people? Or protect the one chick. I think we'll have the, we'll have the same answer for every podcast. So it'd be like so. five five minute episodes, and my answer would be mind your fucking business. <laughs> <clears throat> well, Evan, I can't wait till we get to another story later on, and you can okay. you can apply that. Uh, <laughs> sounds like you might apply that same <laughs> that same logic. Fair, so, fair enough. <laughs> we'll see, though. We'll see. <clears throat> All right. So, yeah, that's an interesting story. Um, I don't know if it's right or not, but that's what happened. So Now, uh, since you say that, justice mm-hmm. is no longer about what's right and wrong. Well, that's what justice is, I guess. But the American legal system is no longer right and wrong in most cases. Or in all cases, it's about which team of lawyers presents the better argument. Yeah. Which can be unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing you need to realize about this particular case... Is that we're not lawyers. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> we, we clearly are lawyers, but no. Um, <laughs> Experts in bird law. <laughs> <laughs> so, because the woman was 17 when this happened, yeah. this, she was tried in juvenile court. And so juvenile court, there's no juries. So this is just a judge. Okay. Was there no, like, I was about to say, is there no attack and defense? Is there no (laughs) defense and, uh... No, there is. Okay. You know, you have the prosecution and you have the defense, you know. That's uh, the word I was was missing, prosecutor. But there's no, uh, there's no jury, you know, it's just the judge. Um, you can do that in a as an adult also. You can say you can say I want a bench trial, right? That's where the judge actually decides guilty or not guilty, you know. Would that be better? So it depends. It probably isn't most of the time. But maybe maybe you you happen to know that this judge is really like soft on purse snatchers or whatever. Or mm-hmm. yeah, or whatever it is, yeah. And he's like, you know, He's like, oh, he'll he'll hook me up, you know. Right. Or maybe if the judge is well-educated in the type of case that you're being tried for. Just mm-hmm. because, like, in, you know, if there's a case in a courtroom about some, you know, technology or something, it really helps if people on the jury know what the fuck you're talking about. Otherwise, they're, like, random people. Which I guess is kind of the idea of a jury, but... You know, if they're just uneducated about a certain subject and that case is entirely dependent on knowing this certain subject, then that's kind of an issue. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Next week on This Week in Law, um, we'll, uh... <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have our whole, whole podcast network. I know, right? Actually, on Leo's podcast, they have a show This Week in Law. Nice. We'll just sort of. 
watch that and and recycle content. (laughs) (laughs) But they have an actual lawyer on that show. (laughs) Mike, sign up for the bar. Yep. I got to get in contact with my dad again. He's technically a lawyer. Take the LSAT. Sure we can find a homeless guy who's been in a court courtroom before. <laughs> it's good enough. That'll do. I'm sure we could find a homeless guy who's been in a courtroom. Wow. You know, James, I'm sure we could. I'm sure we <laughs> when, could. When you guys come down here, that's our quest. That's where we're going to go. we're gonna find a homeless guy who has been yeah. in a courtroom. Do you guys have homeless people down there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It's like... <laughs> It's like, <laughs> it's like the one redeeming quality of Memphis is zero homeless. <laughs> tons and tons of murder and crime, but zero homelessness. Well, they just take them out back and shoot them, right? You're technically correct. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, Evan, this next one is uh, is for you, but really it's for everyone. But really it's for Ethan Hawke. Yes. Uh, So there's a story here in the Washington Post. The first human embryo uh, was edited to correct for a a heart condition. So its genes were edited. Yes. So they did it down at the genetic level. Did they make him swole? Give him a little myostatin inhibitor? They could have. They made him, you know, angry. No. They made (laughs) Dude, I'd be they made a mistake. Uh, I'm like, this motherfucker can fly. <laughs> Dude, that'd be gross. It'd be like uh, the flying squirrel, just like huge flaps of skin between oh. your arms and legs. That's You're how, like, oh, unfortunately, that's monster. how human flight's gonna be. It's not gonna be like you magically can fly. It's like you have flaps and some kind of a gross winglet at it coming out of your chin. It's gonna be horrible. <laughs> you have a, a wingsuit made of flesh. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so aerodynamic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a <clears> monster. <throat> well, I like that. Does it say how old the embryo was? Or I, I presume since it's an embryo, it was done. It, like even it's zero. In an IVF situation. Um, I could be so, wrong. So get this. So. It says the embryos were allowed to grow for only a few days, and there was never any intention to implant them to create a pregnancy. Okay, so it was a test of, like, a known defective genetic set. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. That's progress. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, right now there's still um, the Food and Drug Administration prohibits um, the use of federal funds for embryo research. Right. So, yeah, so it's like, so there's still all this, you know, bias and I'm assuming that's a, I'm assuming that's a Christian thing. Yeah. But, uh, James, can you weigh in on the Christian issue? No, I'm kidding. Jesus. Uh, No. (laughs) You're a Christian, right? Jesus hates progress and he hates science. Jesus hates progress and he hates science. Yeah, he only Hmm. likes water and wine. Especially when one becomes the other. That's what he's all about. Hmm. Since we're talking about Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, um, I got an Amazon package today. And oh, no. while well, it was on it was on the on the porch, someone rang the doorbell. I thought it was like, you know, UPS or, or the post office dropping the package off. I was like, Ooh, goody. 
So I wanted to go get it. And there was actually two nice young women standing there, some African-American women, one with heavily drawn on eyebrows. And um, they greeted me kindly and, and wanted to have a moment of my time, handed You're me like, this this pamphlet here. Oh, shit. Saying, uh, awake. Stay well. With, with the subtext, are you doing too much? And she said, you know. Uh, with, Did you with, look at her, with, grab your crash and say, I haven't done enough? No, no I didn't. I thought that's that true. might be slightly rude. You should have said, you're doing too much with the <laughs> fucking eyebrows. No. Basically. <laughs> So she was like, you know, in today's day and age, we're all in a rush. Sometimes you just got to take some time to to, uh, to slow down. Um, I'd like to give you this. Now inside, you know, it does, if you have your own Bible, it references the verses. You can look them up. Um, but uh, this is not the first time I've, I've gotten something like this. And I never, I, I always accept grace, gracefully, graciously. One of those. You should have been like. Do you really love Jesus or do you love D's nuts? <laughs> tell you wow. That. You lean against the door frame like this, you know, and you just kind of unzip your pants a little bit mm-hmm. just so you give them a little dick neck. That's what ladies want. They want that dick cleavage. That's okay? true. They want that dick neck. They want that neck, son. Okay. You give them a little neck and then you got them. You know, this took a way, way worse turn than I thought it would. Can you? Well, okay. Two things. Can you prove him wrong? He can't. I don't. Th- I don't think you can. Second can I thing, prove I would, who wrong? You, can you prove James's dick neck theory wrong? Oh, um, I was not even considering that. I don't, but I don't think you can. Take some time to think about it. That's fine. But uh, as my second thought, I would like to invoke the Donald Trump meme of "Sounds good, doesn't work." <laughs> Is that a thing? It's a thing. That's awesome. <laughs> We got some Trump talk to talk about later too. Uh, yeah, sounds good. Doesn't work. I like that. Down to the extra section. But I, I like that though, Evan. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I no problem. That. I'm glad we. I'm glad we got to talk about this. You know. Yeah. I'm. I'm surprised you didn't mention that sooner. To be honest. Well, you know, I was. I was waiting for the opportunity to present itself. Okay. All right. So yeah, they have another video in this article that talks about CRISPR. Your favorite. Uh, I'm Topic. a fan, and I've been meaning to do some actual reading about CRISPR. I was about to say research, like I'm a scientist. <laughs> um, for the probably the better part of the last year, but I, I'm just lazy about it, unfortunately. Well, but it's fascinating. There. You'll get there. You'll get there. Yep, it's either revolutionary or or the end of or the beginning of the of end of the end. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's could fine. Be, could be both. That's fine. We could engineer a race of superhumans and then just rid ourselves of the, as James might say, the chaff. We, That's uh, exciting, dude. We're gonna, something will be something will be happening. Yeah, and guess what? Guess who's the chaff? Yeah. Us. Yeah, all of us. You guys. <laughs> no, 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 you guys. You <laughs> fucking. I'm special. I'm worth it. Yeah, I'm what he, they call elite. I am valuable. <laughs> How many? How many pins in your legs do you have? Those pins add stability and, and magnet and durability. power. <laughs> James already hack- halfway to being a, a Terminator. Yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a mess. <laughs> That's true. He's <laughs> right. probably got in, like 300% more precious metals in his body than we do. That's so right. he is more valuable, technically. 
right. on a oh, dollar for dollar basis. The chaff, Jane, the James chaff. is worth more if we were to sell him. I will be for the some fir- reason. I'll be the first to be chaffed <laughs> <laughs> for my parts. <laughs> to pluck the precious metals out of my hips. You're right. Oh, oh that's that reminds me. I saw something funny. They're like, if you sell both your kidneys, you could afford a four hundred thousand dollar funeral. Oh, <laughs> That's great. I like that. Yeah. All right. So, anything else you want to talk about with uh, with Gattaca there? Or? No, I'll take a look at that a little bit later. Um, okay. But I, I wish there was more government funding available for this kind of thing. I think it's a not a a travesty, perhaps a scientific tragedy to let an ideal stand in the way of such potential progress. Mm -hmm. As if, you know, no other countries who may or may not be our semi-enemy are uh, also ignoring this. They're like, you know, China is like, oh, we can manipulate genes now? Word. Let's get on it. Right. You think Russia's not going to do that? It surprised me they're not already doing it. They probably are. I'm sure they are. You think Russia's not doing it? You think they care? Yeah, Yeah, they don't care. They're like, we will have the best soldiers, you know. They're taking a play out of Trump. Yes. Trump's handbook? Yep. Tiny handbook. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. This is a book for ants. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up. So this was interesting. A U.S. citizen was held in custody by Immigration and Customs Enforcement for three years while they were processing for deportation. Hmm. Okay. Then he finally, like, basically sued them. He won. Like, after he was released and everything, and they are like, oh, sorry. Um, he Our sued bad. them, won. Then they appealed it, and the appeals court denied his... Like, they settled with him for, like, you know... Like eighty two thousand dollars, or they awarded him eighty two thousand dollars, and the appeals court said, "Nope, sorry." Even though this was a gross, gross error, gross negligence, gross everything else, it was just gross. Um, the the statute of limitations has passed. Three years? No, no. He's like ten years later. He sued them or something. You know? Oh, but, okay. But yeah. I thought he's like sued them while he was. Oh, actually, in, actually, in no, you're holding. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. That's a hell of a short statute of limitations. That doesn't seem right. Uh, it says the statute of limitations actually expired while he was still in ICE custody without a lawyer. So that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't huh. make yeah. any sense. That wouldn't. That would not stand for any any serious if, under any serious scrutiny. Uh, the appeals well, court. This guy is job. not white. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't born in the United States. So he was naturalized, basically. Isn't it sad? It's like if you're a citizen of the United States, if you don't have the right papers on you, you're just you're you're just not safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like anything can happen. You know? I think like 
I hate to say this, but I'm glad I'm like black and not like African black. Like nobody's gonna look at me and be like, that guy's African, you know? <laughs> and 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 I mean that doesn't really mean much because it's probably like one nose and one forehead off from people being like, that guy's African. But you know, and for you guys, you're like white as fuck. Like you're not like Norwegian or something. Like nobody's gonna look at you and be like, that guy's from fucking Europe. You know, like you guys look like you're from the fucking woods somewhere. That's both of you guys look like that. So it's, I mean, <laughs> I mean, no, but that's good. Like we, we're not going to get like, should something happen for some reason, some crazy reason, either we did something illegal and we ended up arrested or we fell asleep on a park and then get taken and thrown across the border, which that did happen <laughs> to somebody. Um, it happened to a guy who fell asleep in the park and then he woke up in Mexico and he was like, what the fuck? Um, and Mexico was like, you get the fuck out of here, dude. They deported him back to the U.S. And the U.S. was like, we don't know who the fuck this guy is. You know, that did happen to person. Um, like he's, he was special. His special needs or something like that. And he got bounced around. Nobody knew who he was. And he didn't know he was. And he was an American citizen. So, um, hmm. but that wouldn't happen to us because thank God we look American as fuck. Like mom and apple pie just took a shit on our chest. Like we're as American as America gets. I don't know if I would put it exactly like you did, <laughs> but uh, I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah, yeah. So this guy is actually um, Jamaican by birth, but his dad became a citizen when he was like, when this guy was 17. And so apparently when that happens, you're automatically a citizen. So if you have children mm-hmm. under the age of adulthood, they are citizens? Yep. Okay. Good to and, know. And he told them, hey, I'm a U.S. citizen. And apparently they didn't follow their... I guess if people say that, if they capture someone and someone says, I'm a U.S. citizen, they're supposed to do something a little different, you know? And they didn't do that. Like, they didn't follow their own procedures. They didn't do a bunch of stuff that they're supposed to do. Awesome. And this guy has, like, no recourse now. I mean, you know, he, he ultimately got released... Like they're like, oh, you are a citizen, okay. But, well, but you know, cops do that all the time. I mean, like people get like accused. Oh, I got another story later on. We're going to talk about too. Same, yeah, people get accused same kind of thing. Then they end not up, three they years, end, but they end, up, they end up letting them go, and it's like, oh, sorry, bro, sorry, we thought you were a murderer, and you now your whole neighborhood thinks you're a murderer. It's all gravy, though. You're free, right? Like, yeah, you're free. But uh, oh, by the way, we seized all your assets, and you're not getting yeah. that back. Exactly. Oh, your car? Yeah, we're not getting... Well, you can't have that back until we process it. Quote-unquote, cut it all Cut all the seats up with uh, a fabric knife. Oh, I, I didn't put it in here anywhere, but I did see a uh, a story where this these people, they uh, their car got... These older people, their car got stolen. Then it got recovered. And the cops were like, oh, no, you can't come get it yet. It's still being processed for evidence or something. And then they saw in the newspaper that... The cops were trying to sell it at an auction or something. <laughs> They're like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, man, that's a whole that's a whole another problem with our justice system here in the United States. Apparently, and I've read multiple articles about this where uh, you know the cops just seize shit and they're like, "Oh, these are proceeds from uh, from criminal." Yeah, you know whatever. What would they have told those people if their car got sold? Like what, well, what? What would they have possibly said? Oh yeah, we sold it. I mean, that's not good enough. What the fuck would they have said to them? They probably could have said, "Oh, we found some evidence of criminal activity. 
therefore you're automatically dis- you can't get it back. Yeah, they probably could have done that. It's like someone checked a, a box on a piece of paper. Yeah, apparently after, the, the after threshold for that drugs. kind of stuff is very low. Yeah. You know? It's like, we're keeping it because we don't want to give it back. Not because it's gone and we sold it already. Yeah, the police have a lot of latitude, man. It's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Got to be some more checks and balances in that process. So, Mike, tell us about the, uh, the sweet, sweet crude. Right. So, <clears throat> about a week ago now, there's a an oil refinery in... Um, Whatever country Rotterdam is in. The Netherlands. Okay, there you go. The Netherlands. Um, this is apparently Europe's largest oil refinery. They sh- uh, It's run by Shell. They shut it down because there was a fire. So they, they, you know, were able to get the fire under control and everything, but I guess it damaged enough stuff that they had to shut it down. So I just thought this was interesting because I'm like, I'm like, Europe's largest oil refinery is shut down. Mm-hmm. They say that's 400,000 barrels a day it normally produces. And it says here at the end of the article, drivers are not expected to notice a difference in price at the gas station. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Well, now, they're, they're going to reopen it at some point, you know. Um, they said probably the latter half of August. But still... It's like, bro. I would I would say two things. I would agree with that because there are definitely like I'll say stockpiles of fuel. Well, yeah. To sort of, you know, tide them over until they get the the plant up and running. Um and also since the uh, maybe they can get funding from the EU or just the government of the Netherlands to sort of subsidize any price increase due to lack of supply for that short time and just sort of eat the cost. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but they might be like... It's all a scam. There's no fire. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's De Beers all over again. <laughs> right. I mean, hey, man, it wouldn't surprise me, you know? Yeah. Although I don't think... I mean, that's what Saudi Arabia is, so fuck them. What? What is it? De Beers? Yeah. They're sitting on, like, fucking, you know, all the oil for the next 50 years. But they're like, oh, we don't, we can only process so much. That's why it only costs, like, 50 cents a gallon over here and $4 in D.C. Mm-hmm. Although, to be honest, I've noticed the gas prices have been fairly low recently. Like, I don't know, with the last couple months, last few months. Yeah. Like I've been getting gas two twenty nine, maybe two nineteen sometimes. Do you get fuel points for any of the grocery stores around there? Oh, I probably do. I don't even know. I think Food Lion, Giant, and Safeway do that. Yeah, so Giant probably does it, but I wouldn't know where to spend them. My, I think my mom says Shell takes the Giant cards. Hmm. So you'd have to go there, but okay. The grocery stores here, at Kroger, that. Kroger, have mm-hmm. uh, really good fuel points. So, like, at, for every hundred dollars you spend normally, you get ten cents per gallon off. 
And if you buy gift cards, then you get four times the fuel points. So in the past, I have bought like a $100 Amazon gift card. You know, if I'm going to buy $100 worth of stuff on Amazon, and then I'll get uh, $0.40 cents off per gallon. So the last time I fueled up, it was like a dollar sixty-five. Oh, wow. Yep. Look at you working the system. I'm trying, man. It's hard James, to make it in this doggy dog world. See, James, this is why Evan's our friend. He's smart. <sighs> we need smart people around. So the question <laughs> is, why does Evan like, why are these guys my friends? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the question. Yep. I'm like, I don't know. I just go to the pump, pump pay, whatever. They're like, I don't give a fuck. Oh, me too. <laughs> so I put the Dude, piece I, of plastic in, I take it out, they give me shit, it's whatever, man. Yeah, something happens, and then money, gas, goes on the ground. No, I, <laughs> I, I spent last night wandering around Fairfax looking for a gas station, because I'd driven 300 miles without putting gas in the car, and the car was like, I need gas now, bitch. <laughs> you know, like the gas, the needle was below E, and I was like driving around, like, like, listening to an audiobook, not paying attention, yeah, so... Awesome. So what do we got next here? Um, some garbage movie review? <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing. Well, the the review itself is not garbage. Okay. The, it was right, right. I'd have turned them. Yeah, so this is... Uh, I've just put a link to a, a article slash review here. The Emoji Movie. It says the Emoji Movie is an incredibly successful piece of entertainment. Okay. But then it's like, how do we define what is good? (laughs) (laughs) They say, if we define it as good good entertainment as something that shows originality, craftsmanship, and passion, the Emoji Movie is bad. It's really (laughs) bad. Yes. Wasn't there an Angry Birds movie by the same guy? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, there, there was. I don't know if it... I don't know if it's out or maybe it's already been out. I don't know. It just I've seen it online. Like you can go watch it legally. Anyway, go ahead, mm-hmm. Michael. But it says, but if we define goodness as how well something performs the function for which it was intended, the emoji movie might be the most perfect thing I have ever seen. So I'm going to skip down. So if you want to read this, there's every spoiler possible in this movie. I mean, in this review. What kind of um, plot? Would there be to spoil in a movie about emojis? Well, there's a plot, you know. But basically, every message, everything you need to say, can be said with full with with a fucking eggplant, a peach, and a squirty sign. <laughs> and and the and the crying face and the crying face. Yeah, it's like um, plot plot twist. This movie is actually the story of Sherlock Holmes, but with emojis. Yeah, it says everything in this movie is a plug, mostly for apps, Candy Crush, Instagram, etc. Do you know that Candy Crush is a game show now? On television, hosted by Mario Lopez. It's fucking gross. And Mario Who are you Lopez talking about? Should kill himself. That's I said exactly what I said, and that's what it is. There's a daytime game show, such as Price is Right, but much, much worse. More like let's make a deal with Master Wayne Brady. Um, but this show is Candy Crush, and the host is Mario Lopez. How do you get there in your fucking career? Like, how do you, how have you fallen so far that you're like, man, I don't care anymore? 
I think he sleeps very well on his pile of millions of dollars every night. That probably does. But when he leaves the house, people look at him and shake their head. Yo, what up, Slater? Yeah, he's like, I'm not Slater. I have a real career. They're like, no, no, you don't. No, you don't. You want to go do that work on that Candy Crush show there, Chief? You going to work on Candy Crush? Fuck you, man. Fuck you. I'm somebody. It's like, it's like Stop Mark teasing McGrath. Me. It's I popular. drive a Maserati. Yeah. Mark Dude. McGrath was the host of uh, what? Like, like American Home Movies, but worse, I think. Oh, was he? I'm Something thinking like of uh, the stupid MTV show with Dan Cortez. Who the hell's Dan Cortez? No, let's skip it. <laughs> Never mind. We're going way way off track here. Let's talk about bad shit. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> it says, and so they end the review here. Whether anyone goes to see this movie won't even matter. It what? has bought and paid for itself. In that, it is perfect. A per- perpetual motion machine. I completely disassociated watching this movie. I was outside my body. I became completely <laughs> numb. I became <laughs> meh. It was a transcendent experience. <laughs> so everyone I should became meh. Yeah. <laughs> everyone should read this review. If it's just hilarious. Um But yeah, don't go see that movie. There's no reason to. Obviously. I've I mean everyone knows bad. that anyway, but I heard it was extremely bad. I heard you guys I heard that was that idea was floated down at the uh, beach. It was not. Oh, well, I guess it wasn't floated in front of you then. Hell fucking no. Nobody wants to see that fucking shit. What are you stupid? <laughs> fucking emoji movie. I'd have told him to get fucking fucked. Get fucked. Sorry, <laughs> right, let me apologize. Before the show I finished off half a growler of Angry Monk uh Trappist beer. So I may be a little rowdy this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no need to apologize. We can all appreciate your appreciation for traps. There's traps. That's right, trap queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So next up here, this was just kind of a little like, ooh. Um, there was a, an Ohio State Fair where a a ride malfunctioned. You know, like a roller coaster, but not, you mm-hmm. know, some other thing. And one person was killed, and seven others were injured. Two are in critical condition. And they have a video here. Now, they don't actually show anyone dying or anything in this video. World star! World star! But they show the thing basically coming apart. And, yeah, it looks awful. <laughs> like, I'm like, holy fuck. The like, teacups I, I, of death. I have been right never to go on anything. <laughs> <laughs> the teacups of death. Yeah, well, it's not teacups of death, but yes. Um... This this thing looks oh it looks awful. I'm like <gasps> like fuck. Vindication at the cost we, of seven lives. Do we get to yes. see a decapitation? No, although we did talk Holy about that. Holy shit! We? Exactly. See. Oh my We're, god! Is there it's behind horrifying. the scenes footage? It is horrifying. How many died? Interesting. Just one. That's not bad. <laughs> Yeah, it looks hor- it horrific. 
No, like, hit the it, it just came apart. It just came apart. It oh. says metal fatigue. Hmm. Okay. There's one whole. It looks like one whole fucking coaster part is missing. And of course, you know, uh, YouTube is like, check out these other videos. And one of them is five tragic theme park accidents caught on camera. Yeah. Like, yeah. I see that. Yeah. I don't know if I want to watch that. It's gonna. I'm gonna be like, I'm not leaving the house ever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Whew. Well, thank you for reporting on the dangers of carnival folk. Oh my god. Yeah, I've never been a fan Jesus of those. Christ. I went on a wooden roller coaster when I was quite young. Was I will never no- go on a wooden roller coaster was again. Was it in Ohio? No. Uh I want to say it was at King's Dominion or Adventure World. Mm. Although Wild Adventure World? World was uh Wild World. I mean, Wild <laughs> World was the water park basically. Which I guess later turned into Adventure World. Uh, I never went to Hershey Park, so it might have. It I guess it had to have been King's Dominion. Um, is that the one? Where's King's Dominion? I don't. It's is it a thing anymore? It might be it's Virginia. Virginia. It's still a thing. Okay. Is that the one near where your mom lives? Uh, no, it's in the middle of Virginia, uh, nowhere near my mom's house. Oh, I'm thinking. Of, of, I'm thinking of Bush. Like Gardens. an hour outside of downtown. No, maybe three hour, two hours outside of downtown Virginia. Six Flags or something. But I don't have a problem with roller coasters, except wooden roller coasters. I don't trust them. Oh, dude, there's uh, what's it called White Landing. I don't Rebel Yell, that. the Rebel Yell mm-hmm. at Kings Dominion. It was two racing wooden roller coasters, and you ride that thing, and you just feel like, yeah, as it's going, and you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the back car, so it was like extra bouncy too. I was like. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, the Rebel Yell. That's a fun roller coaster, though. I love that roller coaster. The Rebel Yell. Just think about that. That's a roller coaster named from a different time. It is. Yeehaw! That's a Rebel Yell. Well, yeah, we've <laughs> we've been having lots of talks about all that kind of shit recently, haven't we? Lots of roller coaster talks. Were there, well, no, where they're renaming shit. Oh, yeah. You know? <clears throat> Which I... I don't know. I kind of agree with. I'm, I'm not what? sure if I agree with it or not. But what? I would say what? most of the things that are getting renamed are not offensive to the vast majority of people. I it's mean, they're just... renaming shit that's like Confederate, you know. Okay. Named yeah. after Confederate people, right? This was what they're doing. Um, I mean, and... so if it if it has historical significance, I don't think you should rename it uh, because that's like denying history. I feel well, the same way, but. Well, I mean, they're like we named this elementary school in the in the honor of Robert E. Lee, one of the right. ma- one of the greatest massacres of you know. It's like <laughs> well, maybe I mean, not, you know. Uh, I don't uh, know. Well, yeah. well, here's the thing. Let's not let's not frame it the wrong way. You know what I mean? But here's the important thing, and this is a guy who served in the army told me, and it's funny. I never thought about how someone in the military, in the U.S. military, like he served, he was in his unit was a, a unit so old that they have served in the Civil War. And for those guys, they take pride in every battle, won or lost, by their unit. And all their brothers, no matter what through time, they're their brothers. So when I was talking to him about this whole thing, surprisingly, because he's a serious conservative like dirtbag, I was very surprised to hear him say, he was like, they fucking lost. He's like, the fucking Confederates are losers, dude. He's like, 
and I, I don't know what the name of his unit. I'm going to spit something out, but this is like his thing behind. He's like six. He's like six cavalry stomped their ass at Okinawa Creek or some shit like that. Like he said, like he knew that history, and he was like, to him, it was important that he that America realized that those guys are losers and their fucking history should die with them. He's like, nobody's talking about Nazis right now. He's like, nobody's dressing up as Hitler right now. He's like, and those guys that do, they're fucking losers, just like their loser-ass army. Why are we celebrating losers? And I never, honestly, I never thought about it that way, right? Like, honestly, I, I like, I love the General Lee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Dukes of Hazard. I think the Confederate flag, besides what everything it stands for, I think it looks cool. You know, I think it's a well-designed flag. Um, and, uh, you know, I love the juxtaposition of, like, you know, gray versus blue and fighting for what you believe in, even though what you believe in is horrible. And, you know, that the people on that side are also still people. Like, I think that's all great and wonderful. And and I feel for anyone in the South who celebrates that history as being their history, like Robert E. Lee and the Confederate flag and all that stuff, and Daughters of the Confederate War Soldiers, you know, whatever club, you know, like, I feel for them because that's their history but at the same time sorry bro you lost you got annexed your history doesn't matter like the the winners paint the history that's how it's always been you know like who knows what they blame on hitler that wasn't his fault who knows what they blame on the confederates that wasn't their fault who knows what you know i mean i'm sure puerto rico wanted to be annexed i'm sure they're like yeah bro take me into your wing dog who knows like we don't know we have no idea I wonder you know? if, if Hitler had the foresight to predict overpopulation and limited resources of the planet. So ahead of time, yeah, he was okay. trying to... Stop. Okay. Here we go. Here we fucking go. <laughs> Hitler did nothing wrong. <laughs> Hitler did nothing <laughs> oh, wrong. I didn't, I didn't put this in the, in, the, in the notes or anything, but I saw a story where two Chinese tourists were arrested in Germany. Because they were posing and taking pictures of each other, doing Hitler salutes <laughs> in, in front of like the you know like the Parliament building, whatever it's called. Oh there. Yeah. yeah, they kind of take that seriously in Germany. They don't fuck yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, not fans. No, <laughs> not fans. <laughs> yeah, all that shit's illegal there. So, you know, like yeah, there's free speech except for these things. Don't do them. <laughs> you know, like. So, Evan, we've been over this, and I think we might. I might have told Mas, my, Michael the whole Strasse. Like there's a there's a word that so basically anything with an SS in it, uh huh. I think it's like Strasse or something yeah. like that. Like there's some word for something with SS. Like SS isn't even said like SS. You know what I mean? It's like that's been replaced by a phrase. Oh, isn't that like that. that weird B looking thing? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I gotta say the double lightning bolts look kind of cool. And so does Death Head Skull. I mean, well, see, look, see, James, the, they were great at marketing, right? The Germans were, yeah, they were. Their fashion, their fashion sense was on point. They knew how to. <laughs> they literally, literally knew how to sow fear. Okay, like they did it. They did it well. <laughs> with a needle and engineers. thread, literally, literally. Yeah, literally with a needle and thread. I mean, where um, would this world be without the cheap, reliable transportation of the Volkswagen Beetle? Yeah, that's right. The Volkswagen. Yes. That's right, Dude, the people's wh- car. Where's where is okay, let me ask some. Why don't we see any military uniforms, at least of note, that are black? I mean special forces. 
Not really. What, in movies? Yeah. Yeah, no. Not really. In movies, yeah, they wear black BDUs. No military force that I know of wears black BDUs. But, I mean, not even BDUs. I'm talking about, like, a black... Like, dude, Hitler wore, like, a tan and a black, like, great coat and shit. I mean, this this mm. motherfucker was stylish, yo. <laughs> you know? If he didn't hate the Jews so much, I might have to give him his how do you do. You know? It was a stylish dude. All right, he just- knew how to look like a fucking... Evil warlord. Just you know? because we're yeah. we're talking about this stuff now, I have to add this in at the at the very end of my extras links. All right. The uh, the Nazi war train, the biggest gun ever made. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's an incredible feat of engineering. It is. Was it well, ever fired? Uh that's a good question. I'm not sure. Because I think like someone was like, "Yo, if that thing, if you actually try to fire it, it's gonna blow up." So it looks cool and very intimidating. I don't know. It says they only ever made two and neither worked well. <laughs> Sounds good. doesn't work. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Excellent. 12 foot long shells. Yeah. An effective range of 20 miles. <laughs> Very impressive. And you think about that, like that was, they've reached that point where it was like, it's too much, but still, still not good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you make something and you're like, like, like uh, you think a missile, 20 miles is nothing for, for a missile. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know? Now they're like, they're like, oh, we made this 12 foot long shell that probably weighs like six tons, fired out of a gun that weighs 600 tons, that you have to have a big oh, ass train 1500, to move. 1,500 tons. 1,500 tons, even worse, <laughs> that you have to have a big ass train to move around, and you can only shoot it in so many different directions because it's on a fucking train. So you shoot it but... in one, one direction. Yeah, basically one direction. <laughs> it's like, can yeah. you flip it around and shoot backwards? No. It's like, uh, are we at the station? No, then no, we can't. It's like, yeah, that takes some serious planning. You got to be really mad at someone to deploy that. That's hate. That's hate. That's fashion sense and hate. Yeah. You know, they'd be like, but they look good the whole way. That's a precursor (laughs) to the, to the ICBMs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just about way more than 20 miles. Big jump. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, Stranger, oh. stranger danger. Let's talk about. I got some, I got some more Nazi stuff. stuff coming up later, but uh, all right, man. But uh, all right. So first up, uh, this was uh, so I don't know if you guys heard, but there was a uh, recently they had Black Hat and DefCon mm-hmm. over in uh, I believe both are over in Vegas. Are we talking about Dabble? Yes. Uh, no, actually, I didn't put that in here. But if Ooh. you want to talk about that, please. No, no, no. Please do. That's a good one, though. Um, so this one is a group of Chinese researchers who they were able... They found a vulnerability in the 4G LTE network. Oh. That's like everything? <laughs> yeah. So they're able to hijack someone's cell phone number. So they could, you know, like get my phone number and have it on their phone. So... You re- I receive a phone call, they receive a phone call. I receive a text, they receive a text. Really? Yeah, it's just like back in the day you could clone someone's ESN. I didn't realize same, that. Same kind of thing. So but, what, do they like clone your SIM or something? How does that work? We're not really told here. They just say um, they Trade found a, vo- a vulnerability in the circuit switched fallback. The CSFB, which allows hackers to hijack cell phone numbers. Hmm. 
They said the CSFB's authentication step is missing from its procedure, which can allow easy access for hackers to the phone. How how has that gone unnoticed for a decade? It wouldn't surprise me if somebody knows and they've just been using it. The NSA, CIA, I guarantee you somebody knows. They've yeah. reported it to the Global System for Mobile Communications Alliance. That's a thing? Yeah. Okay. That's probably the people who have LTE trademarked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, and there's a video here that shows a demo of them, you know, having their the phone, the number rerouted to someone else's phone. So, there you go. Cool. Um, another one, uh, hackers were able to take over a Tesla Model X. Is that like, that's one of the older ones, right? I believe that is the one that looks like an SUV. Mm-hmm. Do they um, all run the same base software? Car OS 2.8? Yeah, probably. <laughs> you just, are you making that up? or I, I am making that up. Oh, okay. Sounds legit. Yep. So they uh, they were able to gain control, turn uh, control the brakes, adjust the lights, open the doors in the trunk, all this without ever touching the car. They exploited vulnerabilities in the vehicle's firmware, after which uh, hackers sent malicious software to the web browser. The hackers then remotely took over the control of the car using cellular and Wi-Fi connections. Hmm. Can you have... I, I mean, the answer is no, but could you design a an autonomous vehicle like the Tesla will eventually be capable of fully and not expose it to any like security risks like this. Could it be a, a, a well, you'd have to close off all these, all these external things, right? Right. But then it couldn't talk to any of the other vehicles around it to prevent crashes. And well, right now, no car, no cars do that. What do you mean? I mean, even the autonomous cars that they're testing, they don't talk mm-hmm. to each other. Oh. I assume, like, if you had a fleet of Teslas driving on the highway, they'd be like, what's up? That would make sense to me. And I agree. But currently, they're going in the assumption, just I'm, I'm just me. I'm just me, and that's it, and there's no one else. You know? So, Why is that's that? it. Because there is no one else, because we have 20-year-old cars on the road? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's in its, in its infancy, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually, yeah, we'll have the, the global seems, highway network, and it'll that, be whatever. And... That seems like the first thing I'd do. I would I would have first, before I even got cars that could drive themselves, I'd be mandatory be like, you have to put this chip in your car that says, hey, I'm here. You know, everybody has to do it. If your car's on the road, you have to do that. You have five years. Every car has to have that. So when you're driving around and you're like, hey, I'm here. Like other cars are like, oh shit. Sorry, bro. You know where I can see that going? I can see that going like even if it's not an autonomous vehicle or, or anything like that or self driving. Um when you register for car insurance, which I believe is mandatory nationwide, um, you're issued a card or something to put in your car that will communicate with other cars and newly installed 
cell tower type devices for traffic monitoring. Um, and if you don't have one, you will get a knock on the door from law enforcement in like 45 minutes. Uh oh. Thought police. <laughs> yeah. Conform. Anyways. I'm sure Elon Musk is working on all those systems. Mm-hmm. All right. What Last but not least. Year? Yes. Adobe Flash. So the Adobe Flash player, the plugin that we all love to hate. It's dead for like the seventh time. Yes, they're going to finally kill it in 2020. Sweet. So they said, yep, it's done. It's game over. But you got another three years. Don't worry, tons of companies will continue to make shitty, shitty products on those on uh, and websites and shitty idiot businesses will keep making a shitty website that you can use as Flash over for everything. Now, is there a reason to use Flash over HTML5 these days? Legacy reasons. Yeah, I don't know of a good reason. Like, I don't know the capa- I don't know the capabilities of one versus the other, but embedded systems, perhaps. That are like running IE6 still or something like that. Yeah, legacy stuff. That's it. Yeah. I can't think of any other reason. Yeah. Any yeah. website development tool that I've seen, at least that the public might use, is like H doesn't, you know, it's like HTML5. If you're doing default stuff, I can't mm-hmm. think of why a developer would use one over the other. You know, what do you need a developer worth their salt at least? All right. Uh, moving on to sci-fi. What is this that I hear about Starship Troopers? Is this about the the animated movie? No, no. So this is just uh, someone wrote a uh, a thing about it because it was uh, it was released twenty years ago. Ah, happy anniversary! A treatise. <laughs> yeah, a treatise exactly. And uh, of course, back then, all the all the critics basically panned it. And said this is for, you know, this is for 11-year-olds, you know, this is for 13-year-olds who love violence, you know, and like, yeah, woo, you know. And fun. Do you want to know more? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. But this article goes back and says, you know, this movie is actually a little deeper than they they give it credit for. Um, I don't think it was meant to be. 20 years of analysis might do that to a movie. It's like what the director actually meant with this scene. Well, yeah, you know it's funny, Evan. I've 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 been thinking about that too because like I've I've saw something on online that's like, you know, like your English teacher will be like, well, you know, mm-hmm. in the book they say the curtains are are blue, and the and the author did that because of his malaise with the the discontent of his situation and blah blah blah. Yeah, it's like really <laughs> did he really mean that or was it were the curtains just fucking blue? You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I always wonder about that, you know, I'm like, okay, like, is this someone like way overanalyzing something or, or what? But this kind of makes sense what they're talking about in this, for this movie, because it's the same person. So it's Paul Verhoeven who made this movie. So that's the same guy who made Robocop, same guy who made Showgirls. Mm. Um, An American classic. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, it's like, it's basically like a, 
like a, a satire, you know, it's like a, you know, on America and the war, you know, our, our warlike kind of right the way we are and stuff. And he even says, um, they, they show here a wide shot of like Neil Patrick Harris and a bunch of other people here in their, in their military uniforms. And they're like, wow, these look good. These are very, uh, Nazi, Nazi ish. Yeah. Looking. I was going to say, what color are those uniforms? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're called the so of course they're called the Federation, right? In this, so yeah, he says, uh, "Good guys don't always have to wear the white hats, but the Federation's Nazi chic uniforms are less than subtle." <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I'm looking at it, like, oh yeah, those are yeah, pretty. Look at the, the 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 troopers, like the non-coms, their hats, mm-hmm. totally a Nazi hat, and the great coat. Yep. And then the uh the 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 white they you see the officer hats too the like officer that? hats I forgot what those hats are called but the, those officer hats the way they peek at the top that's totally like a European Nazi style like the whole thing is like even the even the airborne the air the the airborne trooper like logo the wings it's very Nazi like and oh look the bars the guy standing behind the number pair of chairs on his left the bars. That's a Nazi assembly, uh, a Nazi way to denote rank, right there. Hmm. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I think, like, like of course now because of Hitler, every time we look at anything Nazi, we're gonna be like, oh, this is Nazi stuff, and Nazis killed Jews, and Jew that's horrible, and they're bad because of it, and that'd be the right way to think. But did they know how to dress for intimidation and for, uh, for for like just the appeal of like a sharp military officer? Yes, they did. I absolutely. hate to say that. They absolutely did. You know, like this look works in this movie because it's a cool, good, it's a cool ass look. Like it's cool. You know, it's like you fucking see the guy who was governor in Illinois or not Illinois, Montana or Michigan or whatever. Um, who's like, uh, he said, I'm a sexual Tyrannosaurus Rex. What's his name? <laughs> I have no Jesse, idea. Jesse the Body Ventura. So. You have a choice. You see Jesse the Body Ventura with a Jesse, Gatling gun. Jesse, I ain't got time to bleed Ventura. Yeah, you see him with a Gatling gun, or you see him with a pen. Which one's cooler? You know, I mean, it's the Gatling gun one, obviously, and it's the same thing here. You know, this is probably the coolest Neil Patrick Harris ever looked, except for in this, he looks extra. He always looks sick for some reason. Emaciated? You know? Yeah, he looks emaciated as fuck, but... You know, the two guys standing behind him are clearly those are just two German guys. Look at them; they're just two German guys. Neither of those guys speak English. I guarantee that. <laughs> two Nazis straight out of Central Casting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly, uh-huh. and the and the and the and the the. Do you guys remember the city that gets that they're all from that gets destroyed? Kind of movie. I don't remember his name. Yeah, Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. And what yeah. what country is Buenos Aires in? Brazil. Um, I think it's in Venezuela. Venezuela, yeah. Maybe it's either Venezuela or Argentina. Didn't a lot of Nazis flee? There flee down there. What was a yeah, rumor? But the Federation is a worldwide government, not a Buenos Aires government. True. I'm just saying. You know. Interesting that they picked Buenos Aires of all fucking okay, places. Okay, all right. Stop. Mm. stop why not? Why not New York City? Or Washington stop, D.C. Stop, stop trying to because they're trying to see. They're giving you that concept. They're global. Stop trying to string various loose facts together to create some kind of James. Nazi conspiracy. James. He's like, see, look at this picture. Neil Patrick says has five fingers. 
Five fingers. How many fingers did Hitler have? Five fingers. Bam! Connection. No, it's not a connection. <laughs> How many sides does a pentagram have? Five. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Although, although James's analysis, everything is everything's valid. See that? That's a German rank. See that? That's yeah. German. See that hat? That's very much Germanish, sort of like a hat. Like, like mean, yeah, okay. Well, no, Buenos Aires. Whoa, 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 let's not jump to conclusions here. Well, no, but if you look, <laughs> look, I'm just being factual. If you look at like the the German, <laughs> look at that. Look, look. I'm gonna. <laughs> you guys, fuck you guys. <laughs> My shit's too too over the top, but but his, and yeah, Buenos Aires is in Argentina, yeah. which I'm pretty sure is where a lot of Nazis fled to. Okay, that's correct. That's all I'm saying. All right, that's it. <laughs> oh Jesus! Okay. All right. All right. So if anyone has never watched Starship Troopers, go watch it. You'll like it. Yeah. There's no there reason is, not to like it. There is a new, new or newish one starring the great Casper Van Dien again. What? He was in the third live action movie. If you, in case you didn't know, there's three live action Starship Troopers movies. Um, well, I now, think you made me watch either the second or third one. I I don't remember ever seeing the third one, but I'm sure I told you to watch it and maybe gave you the impression I was going to watch it with you. I don't know. Uh, but I believe there's now a fourth movie in which he is involved. However, it is animated. Really? Mm-hmm. Animated? Or, or CGI'd. Hmm. Interesting. I'm sure it's crap. But uh, happy anniversary, happy birthday, Starship Troopers. And and let me ask you, okay, before we leave that, let me just ask you one thing. Mm-hmm. Tell me there's not a connection with the... No, I'm kidding. No. Um, <laughs> like, tell me those uniforms, though. No, no. <laughs> Casper, whatever his name is. Yeah. Is he known for anything other than this? Um, like, should I know who that is? Or I mean, you do know who it is, right? I mean, you just his... don't know of him outside of the context of Starship Troopers? Correct. I can't tell you off the top of my head anything else that he has done worth mentioning, but I'm sure it's out there. Okay. He might be like a Johnny Lee Miller guy who like has done a few iconic roles that people know him for, but mm. has also done other stuff where you're like, oh, he was in that? Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Do you know who Johnny Lee Miller is? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just checking. You're like, oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Do you know who he is? Never heard of him. Yeah, it's fucking Angelina Jolie's first husband. Wait, before we go on, real yes. quick. And you guys get too distracted, and I and you take me along with you. So I just kind of read the last paragraph, and it says, it says Starship Troopers anti-fascist, anti-war, anti uh anti-fascist anti-war and anti-fact anti-colonial and i really don't think it was any of those things i think it was i don't think it's anti-fascist i don't think it's anti-war i don't think it's anti-colonial i don't think it's sending those messages at all i think i think you know they they i think they said something very made a stark they had a stark idea there which is like you can't be a citizen unless you serve I think that's reasonable as fuck. Honestly. That's not a fascist thing. 
Like, I think that's like citizenship should be earned, not just given just because you showed up because, you know, and they say down here, Trump, like Trump bitching about people burning the flag. Do I think Trump is sometimes a piece of shit? Yeah. And do I think he says burning a flag should have consequences, loss of citizenship or a year in jail? Those are extremes. But, you know, we have flag laws like it's on the books that those are things that exist. And you know what? They let people burn flags. They're not enforced. They're not enforced. And I don't think it's cool. You know, I don't think it's cool that, that, you know, I don't think that's, I don't think it's okay to burn the American flag. Fine. If you're over in fucking Yemen yelling in a fucking crowd of angry Yemenis, Muslims who love the third world and love living, eating shit all day, then fine. Burn all the flags ah! you want. Oh, we're going to get some angry letters now. No. <laughs> from all, well, you know, from all our Yemen. Yemeni listeners. Well, I'm just saying, if you live in a shithole and you're having a shitty day and you're having a shitty life and you love Allah or Jesus or whoever the fuck you love and you say that Allah needs to see the West go down because we just have too many computers and too much fucking bitches and drink too much beer and have too much of a good time over here, then fine. Burn the flag. Cool. Whatever makes you feel better so you can go home to your fucking hovel and fucking eat rice and beans and then fucking get chased around by ISIL all day. Fine. Go ahead. I don't mind. Whatever makes you feel good. Okay? But over here... You fucking precious fucking having a great life, asshole. You fucking have the right to go to any college you want, go to any school you want, fucking work at 7-Eleven or work, go to MIT and be a fucking overpaid cock. That's like, you're going to fucking burn a flag, you fucking fuck, you fucking liberal cuck. Okay? <laughs> I got a problem. Okay? I got a problem. And I think every American Ooh. should. I love it. You know it. what? Here's the thing. I'm triggered because this weekend, this <laughs> time while I was at the beach, I talked to a guy. I'm talking to a guy there. He's one of David's friends. This guy. Okay. I'm talking to this guy and he's telling us what he does. Michael, you would have wanted to go on the trip just to meet this fucking guy. Okay. Because this guy is fucking amazing. He's a he's, life taker and a heartbreaker. Dude, big time. Okay. <laughs> SF, 82nd Airborne, works for probably the unit okay so mm-hmm. he did not say that i'm assuming it because of everything he said because it just led it left some obvious like he's in the army you know he works at you know fort so-and-so and so-and-so in such a place and you know there's no navy seals there there's no army there's no uh marsoc there there's no air force special guard forces or whatever they're called there you know and you know, he's beyond the ranger level. And the stuff he's telling us about is tier one type shit. It's like shit that rangers wouldn't do. So, obviously, I'm thinking he's probably works for the unit. You know? Um, so, but yeah, like, I'm talking about this stuff. And he's talking to me about, like, like he's been there. He's been to war. He's, like, been all over fucking Afghanistan. I mean, he's been in the Middle East, all over the place. You know what I mean? He's telling me all about this shit. And he's like, hey, he's like, I haven't done shit. He's like, I'm nothing. He's like, I'm nobody. He's like, I shot at people. I don't think I ever killed anybody. He's like, people shot at me. I shot back at them. He's like, I couldn't even see people when I was shooting. I'd just be shooting. You know, he's like, I'm just trying to stay alive. But he met, he was spoken to with other guys in his unit by the guy who flew with the two guys who died in Black Hawk Down, the sniper and the spotter, uh, Gordon and Shooter. Okay, and he was he he was spoken to by the guy who flew with them. He was in their unit, and the only reason he wasn't with them that day was because he was sitting in the helicopter before that before they went out 
and they said, go get supplies, go resupply us. And so he left to resupply them, came back another helicopter, a fucking, a fucking, uh, rocket propelled grenade flew through the open doors of the helicopter. The backblast from the, from the RPG seared his leg off and fucking just cooked his leg right off and flew out the other side of the helicopter, you know? So that's the only reason he wasn't with them when they went down to save that guy and when they those two guys died, okay, who got posthumously the, the, the Medal of Honor, okay? So you know what? I don't want to hear any cuck, any fucking, like, asshole. I like Vice News. I like them a lot. But it really pisses me off when these guys, they come in and say, you know what? These are anti-colonial, anti-capitalist, anti-this. Look, America is not great. It's kind of a shit show, you know? Trump is like, what's wrong about America? But you know what? I don't think it's I don't think it's okay to just like, oh, because you think it's your right, you could burn a flag. It mean that flag means something. You know? D- did those people die? Did Gordian shoot did Gordon and Shooter die for America per se exactly? No. But they were willing to die, and they did die in the line of service for our country. And if they had died in Iowa or died in fucking Montana or died in DC or died in fucking Mosul, it doesn't matter. Like these are our guys who we sent somewhere to die for us, not knowing or not knowing or caring really what happened to them, you know? And they just said, okay, we're going to go. And their commanding officer said, we can't pick you up. You know, this is like it. And they're like, yeah. And they went, you know, that's what it means to be American. So I'm not saying that it's bad to have to dissent. I'm not saying that you should not be angry and you should not. America is based on dissent and we have to be willing to stand up and say, hey, there has to be something better. But dude, to fucking like the flag burning and this like faggotry, it really pisses me off. Like I saw that movie. It's not about that. You know, like these guys, none of those guys go in the movie like, man, this place is so fascist, dude. These guys are fascists. And the Federalist government isn't like a bunch of like cocksuckers who are like, oh, blah, blah, blah. It's not even about the Federalist government or anti-fascist or anything. These people, they see these fucking Nazi suits and they're like, oh, fascism. But there's nothing fascist about it. Like, there's nothing fascist about this movie at all. It's about, it's about humans trying to survive. You know? They don't celebrate that these colonials went out and like riled these bugs up. They're not saying we got to free those colonies, colonialists. They're not saying that. That's not the movie's about. This really kind of pisses me off, dude. I find it's very annoying. And it's like the the sad thing is you have people who say one side of their mouth say common sense and the other side of their mouth. Like there has to be this liberal cucketry along with like good common sense. And for some reason, the two things align. So what happens is the people who aren't liberal cucks, they can't have common sense. They have to be this radical element that's insane. So you can never have two points of view that make sense together. It always has to be half truth and no truth, half truth and no truth. And all it can't be like, hey, let's just fucking use our brains. Sorry, okay, I'm done. Thanks, Mike, for bringing that up. Evan, uh, the rebuttal, please. <laughs> <laughs> for the liberal cocks, I'd like to say. <laughs> Are you sure the director didn't mean to show the folly of the ways of acting and conducting yourself in this manner? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The, Evan, hub- the hubris. Yes, he was trying to express the malaise of uh The curtains were blue, James. <laughs> yeah, apparently. 
Apparently. Yep. <laughs> yep. So so watch the movie, interpret it how you ever you want to interpret it. I guess there's multiple ways to interpret it. To interpret it, and uh, only yep. Paul Paul Verhoeven knows. Um. So I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to see. All right. I appreciate so next... your thoughts, though, James. Well said. Mm-hmm. All right. So next up here, we have a. a we we're going to talk about a book that I did not read at all. Uh, how many? Evan, how many? Take it away. How many does this mean in a row? Two. To what? Is the second one? No, the first one I read a little bit of. Okay. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, I read like maybe an hour or two. All right. So this book, American Gods, I liked the the Who's idea. Who's the author? I have no idea. He has no idea. Neil it's, Gaiman. Uh, that's Neil who Gaiman. It is. Yeah. There you go. All right. Um. I read the summary first and that was it was kind of interesting. It was like an ex-con uh gets released and starts meeting you know mythological uh gods sort of embodied within people through his you know travels. That kind of thing. I was like that could be interesting. It was not that interesting. Um so basically the main character named Shadow, was, I'll say, recently released from a prison sentence, uh, runs into a guy on a plane who is first introduced as a man named Wednesday, who I picture in my head as Colonel Sanders. Yeah, me too. (laughs) He was probably described in a similar way that I just don't remember, but, you know, an old gentleman, gray hair, kind of cream-colored suit. I was like, oh, it's Colonel Sanders. Um, who turns out to be certain portions of the character you might think of as Odin, who's like the Norse god of everything, the All-Father, stuff like that. And he's like, okay, you're going to work for me. It's like, you don't have a choice, you're going to work for me. And they plan a bank robbery and do something kind of clever with um a night drop box at an ATM, which I was like... Oh, man, would that work back then? Yeah, I was like, that's kind of clever. I like that. I, I don't think this would actually work. No, probably not. Yeah. Um, move to a small town. Well, there's some travels. They end up in a small town. They basically every character who uh, Shadow meets via Wednesday, aka Odin, aka he has like six names, um, is sort of an embodiment of a mythological creature. Um, there's a guy named Mr. Nancy who represents Anansi the spider, who's like some greedy little, you know, wet bandit guy. Always getting into trouble and shit. <laughs> Say wet bandit? Uh, yeah. Because uh, he's like, uh, I think in mythology, Anansi the spider is like a thief, basically. Maybe mm. I'm getting that wrong, but I think so. Um, there's Norse gods. There's... There's, I don't think there's a Jesus Christ. Maybe later in the book. I listened to like three quarters of it and and stopped. I was pretty much sure I wasn't going to finish it about a quarter of the way through. Um, just because of how it was progressing. One thing that was kind of cool, I was like, oh, Mike would like this, is 
Shadow's wife uh, died in a car crash, but at his at her funeral, um, Shadow put a coin in her casket. I guess who he was he was given this coin. He does coin tricks. He was given the coin by some other guy, um, by sort of by accident. He didn't mean to give him this this uh, particular one. So he put it on his wife, and she rose from the dead. So his wife is a zombie. And she ends up getting a job as a night clerk at a gas station because she's like, oh, well, I guess I'm here. I can only work at night. Um, okay. Why could she only work at night? Uh, I don't remember the detail. They kind of say that they, that they do address look really bad during the day or something. Yeah, I mean, she's like definitely dead. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um. But I mean, I. I don't have much to say about the book other than I think another author could take the idea or the concept of, you know, an ex-con meeting a guy on an airplane who turns out to be Odin and then him sort of showing him the world of the gods living in America, which is, you know, basically where the title comes from. One of the gods is also money and media and like computers so they does sort of address more current um, mythology, I'll call it. Um, but it, this, I don't really like get anything from the story. It's just a recantation. I'm trying to use words that I don't. I have no right using. <laughs> it's a telling of the story of this guy's travels, but you know for. For no apparent reason, up until three quarters of the way through the book, maybe there's a good resolution at the end. So, I probably got a little bit further than Evan, maybe about the same amount actually. Um, <clears throat> I stopped and... basically after he sort of befriends, um, after he gets the purple truck and befriends the cop in this little like mountain town. Okay, yeah. No, you got further than me. I didn't get that far. Okay. Um, I got as far as Seamus, uh, O'Badley or whatever his name is, O'Madley, Mad, Mad O'Houlihan or whatever. Mm-hmm. He kills himself with the heroin. The leprechaun kills himself with the heroin. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I got, okay, so for me, and I explained this to a friend of mine while I was talking, talking to her about the book, I need a book that when I get two chapters in, I realize my belief has been suspended. Mm-hmm. You know, this book doesn't do that. This book, you kind of just have to accept the fact that shadow is dead inside yes. and has no emotions and does not act like a human being. And that his name is shadow. So, you know, there's something weird about him, but you don't know what. And at first I just kind of accepted that. I said, Oh, well there'll be more about him to keep me interested and keep me caring about his character. But then nothing ever happens. And then he just goes around on these weird misadventures led around by this guy for some strange reason that all seem counter to anything that he actually wants to do. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Shadow is so strange. You know, the book is strange. And, you know, it's, it saddens me because everybody's like, this book's awesome. But I couldn't get into it. And... I can get into almost anything. It's very rare when I'm just uh, just like no to a book, but maybe some point I'll go back to it. But 
man, I couldn't I couldn't even bear my bear myself to finish it. It was just you know, Mr. Wednesday uh, probably was the most interesting character to me. And mm-hmm. maybe that Mr. Nancy guy was kind of an interesting character, but he talked and he really didn't have much to say. And I, I wish I had learned more, like they exposed more of the God stuff to me because I knew that as soon as they we introduced us to me, okay, I'll give you a perfect example of how your suspension of disbelief is broken. So Shadow gets on the plane to go home to his wife. When he gets on the plane, he walks past Mr. Wednesday. He goes to his seat, puts a ladies in his seat. So they said, okay, it's your lucky day. You go to first class. He goes to first class, and he's sitting next to Mr. Wednesday across the aisle from him. And Mr. Wednesday's like, hey, glad you're here. We have to talk. And the guy's like, I don't know who you are. These are all reasonable things that regular people say. Now, Shadow has to go home to his wife because his wife has been in a car accident and he, she's dead. And to this point, he still believes that he has a job back at home provided by his best friend. So he's thinking, I'm going to go home, see if this thing is about my wife is true, cope with this scenario, and then get a job working at the muscle farm. Because for some reason, he works at a place called the muscle farm, which is just strange in itself. But yeah. that is honestly so strange, it's believable. So then... Mr. Wednesday, of course, starts saying one creepy thing after another about how he's not going to go and how he's going to work for him and, you know, everything else. And so next time the plane lands, Shadow gets off the plane. He's like, I'm out of here, dog. He gets off the plane <laughs> and fucking walks away in the middle of the tarmac, like at some like 200 miles away from his goal. And, and he gets a rental car with this little bit of money he has from the from whatever. And he drives halfway there let's say 100 miles pulls off at some gas station or some restaurant and gets food not 100 miles maybe 30 miles away and gets some food he goes in the bathroom and who walks in the, and he watched the plane leave he watched the the fucking the plane's gate go up not the gate but the the ramp go up and the plane leave who's in the bathroom when he gets there like he walking taking a piss and walks in mr fucking wednesday mm-hmm. now this is where a normal person would be like all right Something's seriously wrong here. But Shadow is just like, dude, why are you following me? And I'm like, that's the wrong fucking reply, dude. Are <laughs> you a fucking person? So, and then he has this casual conversation with this guy. Like, like, okay, you're persistent enough. I'll talk to you. I'm like, what are you, stupid? Like, this guy's clearly the devil or a magician or fucking something. There's something wrong with this guy. What, are, you know, it's just strange. And then the, the fucking... Irish guy comes in and the Irish guy's like bottom of the bottom of bottom. He's just, the whole thing is very strange, man. You know, and he's doing coin tricks. I'm like, what is with these coin yeah. tricks? You know, and, like and Shadow makes a, a bet with uh one of their Russian friends over like a checkers yeah. game. It's like yeah. if you win, you help us with this bank job. Um Oh no, if I loot if I win, you help us with this bank job. If I lose, you get to smash my head in with a hammer. He's like, what? And the guy's like, Shadow's like, okay, I'll take that. Much. I'll take that action. Yeah. And then but, he loses. He's like, double or nothing. I yeah. like your style, kid. I'm gonna help you. Yeah, but then he still loses. The guy says, I'm still gonna bash your head in when this is over. And Shadow's yeah. like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? It's very weird, man. At first, I thought, oh, he's in shock. Maybe that's why he's acting this way. But then they don't ever mention anything about him being in shock. No, he's just a fucking weird dude. Yeah. And it's it's so basically 
he, Neil Gaiman fails at one of the major things that I think all books need. They need to connect me with at least one character who I can say, oh, he's a person, you know? And there's no character in this book I can connect with. It's a very interesting book, and if I had the patience um, to, like, sit there and listen to, like, whatever bullshit, then I find I would. But it's just a fucking weird book, and I just couldn't get I could not grasp it. It just... So I would I'd like to say that I'll finish it at some point and maybe even, you know, in the next week I'll just listen to it at a at a faster pace sort of in the background because I would like to know what the conclusion is. I guess I could watch a 15-minute YouTube video of, you know, someone else summarizing the book or read uh some reviews or something. Um maybe Shadow is like one of the gods in their secret society and he doesn't know or something. Um, but I think as I said earlier, I like the concept of sort of mixing a secret society of gods or creatures with, you know, normal humans. And I think that's been done pretty well two different times. Number one that I can think of is actually the movie Constantine. I really like that. Because that had some mythology and magic and regular human stuff. Um, the other th- time was actually a TV show that may still be on called Once Upon a Time. And that's... Have you heard of that, James? Yeah, I have. Um, have you ever watched any of them? No. It's like children's stories and, and old mythology sort of playing out in a small town. And there's, like, you know, Cinderella, but, like, a modern-day Cinderella from 2015. So, like, I I think that sort of concept was pretty well done. I mean, um, there's a place, there's definitely a place for this to be a really interesting movie. Yeah. I just feel like, I feel like Shadow's character was really strange, and I feel like that broke it for me. Like, I... I, I was. I don't want to say that the whole time I was displeased with the book. I wasn't, but and eventually I just got to a point where I was like, "No, I can't anymore." Like, what's happening? Like, why does he believe this? Why does he care about any of this? Why is he like working for this guy? Like, why, why, why? Like, I don't understand. And the book's going so fucking slow. And Mr. Wednesday, Mr. Wednesday is like, okay, well, you go to you. I'm staying here to fuck this 16 year old girl. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. why? What? I'm like, what's happening? You know, like, and, and then here's the thing. If you, okay, you have to be careful. Any book or any movie has to be careful when they dabble with two things, mythology and time. Okay. Because time has finite set rules to how it functions. Mythology sort of also has finite set rules, to how it functions. So if you watch like a vampire movie and the vampires sparkle and it's in daylight, then some people are just not going to be able to understand it. They're going to be like, "No, vampires are allergic to garlic and crosses, and they stay at night." Like that's how this works. Yeah, you know, if you deviate too far from established yeah. so mythology, then you it's have an issue. you have the or father, okay, the father of all, the all father, whatever you want to call him, fucking Odin, the shit, the god among gods, like the precursor to Zeus. You know, you have this guy. And then, where's Thor? Where's Loki? Where's the rest of the gods in his pantheon that he's all overseas on? Does he have any powers? We don't know. Does he use them? 
to pop up on a guy in the bathroom, I guess he does sort of, <laughs> and to molest sixteen year old girls who work at wait who waitresses waitress sixteen year old girls, okay, I guess he sort of does, you know. I mean, but besides being a creeper and an old fucking Kentucky Fried Chicken eating motherfucker, I don't really know what is special about him and why he needs help. Why he is he powerful? I don't know. Then you have like Shiva. Was it Shiva? It was um, the, the Indian Mrs. Papaji, Mama Papaji. I don't remember. Mama that. G. Yeah, Mama G. Okay. So Mama G is one of the chicks they meet when he goes to meet all the old, all the old gods, and. She's like he sees Shadow sees an image of her like kind of an after image of what she looks like as a god and she's like multi arms holding swords and knives oh, yeah, yeah. maces and shit and all this I kind of shit. I was like oh it's Ganesha. Yeah, Ganesha. It was something like that. And I was just like dude, what the fuck? I was yeah. like okay, are these gods powerful? Or are they pathetic? They're all old men like all of them all of them are old like and then they go see Enotep and uh Set and Ra and all that shit and I was like are these guys these how pathetic are these guys you know like they're working a fucking they're like oh we don't know what's gonna happen when our funeral home goes out of business i'm like come on you're a god so then i'm thinking to myself okay are these gods truly gods or are they just the embodiment of the imagination of people who came from overseas and when they came here and prayed their prayer incarnated a version of that a physical version of that god here and now those people are lost Hmm. You know, and they're not actually gods. They're just like the physical embodiment of a person's prayer, you know, which makes more sense to me, you know, than they're than them being actual gods. And also, yeah, I, I believe what you do believe. I believe Shadow is a god. And that's the only reason why he's so weird. And I believe that he's a part of the story. He's a big plot. He's a big piece of the plot. And I also believe that he's um, he could be Hades. He could be Hades, or he could be the missing Indian, the missing Egyptian Egyptian god that missed mm-hmm. that went missing in nineteen oh one. I don't know. He's some he's some god, and then, and the, from what I heard from a friend of mine, there's a massive plot divide, plot twist, uh, the l- chapter before the last one. So it's supposed to get very good, but I was like, I can't even make it this far. Yeah. So I mean, Odin's in there. Loki is kind of in there as like a con artist slash a guy who just lies to everyone. But this is not the Odin and Loki that are from the Avengers movies that everyone's like, okay, that's what they are. We know that's what they are. Norse gods, not just these two guys in a bar. Um, so I don't have much else to say about the book, but I do have a question for you in general, since you have had heard that this book was amazing in your opinion, can you spend? In your say, opinion, can you be trusted ever again? No, no, no. no. Can, <laughs> can, can you spend? Can you invest twenty hours of borderline boredom, and then, you know, be presented with a good ending, and then consider the whole experience good? And see, that's the constant battle for me, because if a book gives me a reason to keep listening to it, then I'll keep listening. But this book didn't give me a reason to keep listening. I went and downloaded Ready Player One again and started listening to that. <laughs> like, that's a good book. Like, you listen to that, you're like, this is a good book. You know, mm-hmm. simple as that. It's just good. Um, 
But this book, I think that my biggest problem, like I said, was the writing. I feel like he did such a poor job writing Shadow and making him a believable person, you know? And then there was nothing to make me say, well, is he a person? You know, basically they did no, in the beginning of the book, they did no building of Shadow's character. He's like a piece of wood that walks through this and meanders through this story and things are happening to him. But is he's not even an interesting character, you mm-hmm. know? But then they also made this interesting character so bland and so unpersonable that instead of saying, oh, there's some mythos behind him, you know, but they don't give you anything to say that there's a myth or some kind of secret behind him. They just kind of say, here's a bland ass dude that there's might be stuff happening to, but hopefully you're a good enough reader and patient enough that you'll allow me to tell you this story. You yeah. know, so basically I have to trust Neil Gaiman and I don't trust him because I don't know Neil Gaiman. Like I don't, I haven't read any of his books and I know he's a good author, but I haven't read any of his other stuff and I don't care. So 20 hours is too big of an investment in my personal time to hear the same trite bullshit again and hear this unbelievable shit just for like a half an hour payoff at the end of the book. It's not worth my time. I I just had a thought actually. Um, there could have been some almost immediate foreshadowing if he is a god, like if he is, you know, Hades or something to do with the underworld where, you know, some older mythologies would be, like put, uh, would have to pay the boatman to ferry the soul to the other side. Right. Which could be why he does coin tricks. Okay. That could be something I just thought about. Um, I don't know the ending, so I'm just guessing. Well, Evan, that's what kind of the, one of the things I first thought of when you guys were saying how the guy put a, put a coin in his wife's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, casket or whatever it was. Um, I was like, oh, because that reminded me of um, Boondock Saints. Yeah. They put, they put pennies in their eyes or whatever they do. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. So that's a theory. Uh, if anyone does finish it or watches a video about the conclusion and overall story and, and content and everything, uh, I'd be interested to know. Yeah. Assuming that person is not me, then I'll already uh, know. And I'll tell I've, you guys. I've come to the conclusion that that books that we think are really good, not necessarily good, and that actually people are really dumb. <laughs> Seriously, wow. I think I think that people think it's very profound. Something James. I think people think that something is good because it uses a lot of big words and it makes you and it makes you confused and everything, and they think that means it's good. And I think that sometimes that's true. In some cases, things are just bigger and better than you are, and you feel small and enlightened by being in its presence. But in many cases, that is not true, and I think that's the case here. And there's another book that I was talking to my friend about this weekend. I was talking to Inga about this, Michael, mm-hmm. and she was telling me about some book that she was trying to read. I think she was trying to read this book, and she was like, I just can't, you know? And there was another fucking book I was trying to tell her about. And she told me she read it, and she was like, no. And I was like, I agree with you. But it's just, you know, I think that's the case here, because I like, I, dude, if you know how many books I've read and how many things I've sat through and forced myself to see through, you know, and been like, where's the payoff? You know, but, dude, it wasn't here. This book wasn't good. You know, I wonder if people say it's good because someone told them it was good, so they, like, are slightly biased or they want to sort of, 
you know, pass that on and impress people by thinking it's good. Or I believe that. Yeah. If they if they actually read the book and they spent like a month reading this book, they're like, well, it has to be good. I spent a month on it. Yeah, it's long. It's long. It's a long book. It's written by a guy who might be from Norway. <laughs> it must be good. Right. Yeah. It's about religion. It has to be good. You know? Anyway. Well, good discussion on that. Um, What's next? What's the next book? The next book for August. I believe it is my pick. Um, I picked a book called IQ84. Oh, shit. I, I believe... <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, shit, that's me. <laughs> I believe there is a print and audio versions, whatever your preference is. Um, but the general idea is that a bioweapon has been released onto the world that um, attacks anyone whose IQ is over 84 and makes their heads blow up. That's sort of the general, the general idea. Shenanigans ensue. Um, apparently it, it has some quite crude parts, so we'll all enjoy that. I hope it's good. Oh, you know what? This book has been on my list to read for almost four years. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we can, we can accommodate accidentally. And, uh, I think it's like 250 pages, so. Not, not on audible. If, okay. Well, I'll, I will. It, there's an audiobook version of it though, because yeah. I've I've been looking at it for a long time. I found one Q84, but That's not it. IQ84. That's mm. it. No, isn't that it? No, no, it's different. That one Q84 is like a Japanese book. Oh, it's that's like Haru- on my list for a while. Haruki hey. Murakami. Yeah, that's it. That's the book that's on my list for a while. Yeah. Mm. So I'm sorry to disappoint. Um, well, send a link. Uh, it's well, 50 pages. Easy to read. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It's, it should be relatively short. A couple hours. Uh, okay. That covers the whole book section. Well, on Kindle, it's two ninety nine, so not bad. Okay. Done and done. Send some links out. Yep. Um, moving on to game theory. Who's got this link in here? Mike, is that you? Or did you? Yeah. Okay. Me. So, <clears throat> someone took a Wii U... And, you know, the Wii U has the controller that has uh, its own screen and everything. Mm-hmm. It's one step below the the Nintendo Switch, I guess. And what the guy did, he put a Windows 10 computer in it, <laughs> then a Wii U emulator in that. <laughs> because why not? Because so he can play Wii U games... In the emulator, in his Wii U. No. <laughs> Technology, ah! isn't it great? Yep. <laughs> Human beings, aren't we dumb? <laughs> it's like uh, you know what is it they they wanted to see if it could be done. They didn't think should it be done. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So yeah, I just saw this. I thought it was funny. Yeah, they have here their like Inception. <laughs> like, yep, pretty much. Exactly. Oh, here we go. 
Uh, we got, are you, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, thought, uh, I, I pulled my own uh, thing earlier. So. That's, that's fine. James, uh, for the listener, James just got up without notice. I think I saw a little exposed flesh on the hindquarters, but I can't be too sure. Maybe he's going to put pants on. Um, I'll move on to the yum update. The first link in here is from me. It is fairly self-explanatory. It's from me to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a collection of over 200 um, ketogenic diet and carbohydrate studies. You have to scroll down a little bit um, to begin to get to the links to the articles. Uh, They're broken down into a few different subsections. There's weight loss, uh, which appears to be mostly reviews of uh, the science. There is muscle glycogen and body composition studies, weight gain and overfeeding studies, um, comparisons of keto versus regular versus low-fat diets, all that kind of stuff. Um, I haven't really gone into these, but thought it was worth documenting in case anyone was curious. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I like it. Thank you. You're very welcome. And the there's one of the link in the Yum update. I'm assuming that's yours, Mike. It is. So uh, recently, I've been seeing a lot of this, a lot of posts here and there. Coconut oil is bad for you. Mm, oh yes. my God, it's bad. It's it's not good for you. It's bad. It's bad. So. I just found this uh, this article, and it talks about so what what's really going on here, right? What's why all of a sudden they're saying it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, right? It's not bad. <laughs> no, is basically what it comes down to. Um, the American Heart Association is saying it's bad, but what do they know? Fake news. They told us to eat margarine since the '60s. Yeah, like which literally probably. In the top two things of absolutely don't yeah. put in your mouth ever. How many bodies <laughs> is on their record? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing, the American Heart Association says a bunch of things that are loaded with sugar are heart healthy. Mm-hmm. Lots of things. So like, like they'll have their logo on it. Like this is certified heart heart a heart healthy food. Like Oreo Thin Mints. Sponsored by the American Heart Association. Tricks, cocoa puffs, Get the lucky fuck charms, out of here. French cinnamon. T- oh, they have French toast crunch here. Oh, my strawberry snickles. <laughs> they all have the American Heart Association logo on them, saying that they're a low, a heart healthy food. Bruce's I- yams, heart healthy in syrup. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I bet that's God. That has to be like because of one ingredient or like a minimal, you know, fiber content or something. I wonder if the if the American Heart Association actually. Oh, there's no fat in these things. That's why. Oh, okay. They're like you're not eating fat, so it's healthy. That has to be sort of like an automated process or like a simple paperwork approval. Like, yeah. if it has, you know, zero fat or one gram of fat per serving, you can fill out this paperwork and then put the American Heart Association logo on your box. And, like, some legislation says that's mandatory and, you know, you can't fight it. I don't know. Well, but it's not just that. They have they have. If you're a lot saying of, they have their own propaganda. 
Oh yeah, I mean they're, you know, who do you think sponsors a lot of their studies? Who do you think, you know, basically they're in bed with a with a lot of these companies, you know, with Big Sugar and Big Filter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and big syrup. Yams. So what? So what's the gain if you don't use coconut oil? What do they want you to use now? They're, they're uh, they, against they big coconut. You, no, I don't know. <laughs> they don't want you to eat fat. No, but so what do they want you to eat? No fat, high sugar, high protein. Uh, they want you to be a vegan from Los Angeles. That's all you can be. Unless yeah. you want to eat high sugar, high protein, like Michael says, I don't understand. They really don't understand. What they're do you, offering what, what, no good advice, only bad advice with no solution. Dude, when, when I was looking at butter the other day, and I was looking for, <laughs> I was looking for, I was like looking for butter, and it's like you were, no, no, you were looking like, at butter. I just opened my fridge and I was like, mm-hmm, that's butter, <laughs> butter. Just looking at it, look looking at it, looking butter. at me. Looking good. Um, no, but I was walking down the aisle looking for butter. And, you know, I was, like, looking at this thing. And it was, like, margarine. And it proudly states, it's like, 80% vegetable oil. And I was, like, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. like, that's horrible. Like, how are you so proud about that? You need to hide the fact that we don't know what the fuck is in you except for vegetable oil. Come on, man. That's not butter. Like, that's butter is a delicious, creamy, wonderful Vegetable oils, fucking oil. Do you mm-hmm. know that? So margarine is officially illegal. However, or it will be soon. Well, it's it's been determined that it's a, super bad for you, like the worst type of fat. Well, it has trans it, fats in it, apparently. Right. Um, and it's. I'm gonna say it's illegal. However, the agreement that uh, came out of you know, the, that legislation was that companies are allowed to sell it until the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I'm sure some new product will come out that's, like, almost the exact same thing. Yeah. They're they're working their way to a substitute. That's what the whole deal is, probably. Yeah. Or they'll just sell it at a huge, you know, discount to be, like, chicken feed or something. Fatten up those birds. Yep. Well, we do need our, our fat-ass birds. You know that. That's true. And, you know, as you know, the bird law is very light in this... Uh, yeah, there's no there's in no this... legislation in bird law against margarine. Exactly. So. Because it just hasn't been addressed yet. That's the real issue. James, get on that. These birds are suffering. They're suffering out there. What a foul James. world we live in. Oh. <laughs> Okay, uh, well, I was trying to think of another one, but I can't. I'm not. I'm not that quick. So I was gonna say you're just, a, you're just too busy a... flapping your gums. Oh. I was gonna say they have a poultry set of rights. <laughs> oh man, shoot them, you guys! <laughs> I bow to the kings. Oh man, that's great. All right, so. Yeah, you, if anyone who sees another article that says coconut oil is bad for you, it's all lies. Don't believe it. Um, coconut oil is great for you. Fat is good. Sugar is bad. Yay, God. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, all right. So move on to the extra section here. Mm. Um, the first link I have is something pretty interesting that I did not know about, and you guys probably probably didn't know about. Mike, you might have. Um, but since 1901, there has been a thousand foot ish subway system connecting the uh, congressional, or sorry, the Capitol building and the Senate office build, the Russell Senate office buildings. Um, to ferry, the Russell Simmons office building? Yes, Russell Simmons. Um, to ferry congressmen and their staff back and forth between the buildings. And there's like all, uh, you know, state flags and, and memorabilia down there. I thought, this is fucking awesome. I would love to do a tour. I think they offer public tours, but I couldn't find it in the article. I thought I saw it mentioned somewhere, though. So, I I did know about this, but I've I've never seen it. I don't think. Okay, I was um, not aware. I, I, I don't like, see anything about tours in this article. Yeah, I swear I saw it somewhere. But I could be making that up. Um, originally constructed in 1901, using battery powered uh, Studebakers, which could carry ten people at a time, at a maximum speed of twelve miles an hour. I didn't do the calculations, but say a thousand feet, twelve miles an hour. Uh, I don't know. Take like a minute. Who knows? Um, in nineteen twelve, it was upgraded to a dual monorail system, which could carry eighteen people at a time, and the trip would take forty-five seconds. So the original line was filled in. Um, however, the system itself is still in use. Uh, they just, you know, dug, they created, uh, new tracks and everything made it more modern. Um, but I would very much like to tour this facility and take a ride on this train. And hopefully there is a way for me to do that without being, without working for a Congress, congressperson. Hmm. But I don't know that to be true. What say you? If you can find a tour, I'm down. It says here the the um, systems are open to the public insofar as members of the public must be escorted by a staff member with proper identification. This is usually during a tour of the Capitol Complex. Okay. Okay. So that so can he's, work. So you just got to arrange for a tour somehow. However you do that, I don't know. Maybe you just write your congressman like I'd love to have a tour. You know, I don't. I don't know what you have to do. It's but. probably easier than we think. Probably. We'll have to look into um, that. I know a guy who would know the answer. Okay. So Please I will ask him. Consult. Consult your expert. I will. Um, the second link I have in here is kind of a a dick move. I'll say. Thanks. A man. <laughs> <laughs> a man in India is uh, recently jailed. For taking revenge on a woman who turned down his marriage proposal some years before. So she was taking some, you know, exams or standardized tests or, you know, basically just some tests. And he got a part-time job at the facility that administered the tests. So he got access to her papers, tore them up, and flushed them down the toilet. 
as revenge for saying no to marriage. Jesus Christ. So so he's going to jail? Yeah. For how long? Uh, I did not see that. Maybe I neglected to extract that information. See, I thought this was going to go in a much more horrible way. It was like he was stoned to death? No, more like he threw acid on her. Oh, no. You know? Because that seems to be the, the thing that's in vogue right now. Mike, it's 2017, bro. No, they do that. That's a thing. No, that's... Yeah, I know. Bro, that's a whole thing. I was actually... I actually wanted to talk about that at some point on the show here, because that shit is going crazy, especially in the UK. Um, but we can talk about that another time. So, yeah. Well, that's interesting. So he got revenge, and now he's going to jail. That's mm-hmm. interesting. He's, he's on the long con. <laughs> so these uh, answer thing or yeah. So like if 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 your SAT guide or SAT administrator proctor, uh, pr- hey, thank you, Mike. If your SAT proctor had previously asked you up for marriage, assuming you took the SATs when you were many years out of high school. And you said no, and they took your answer sheet and shredded it, and we're like, no, you never showed up. It's like that. Huh. Well, it's in the newspaper, so it must have worked out. Mm-hmm. Everything is fine. Yeah. I hope Mike? he's dead. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> let's uh, let's get into your seventeen links down here. What do we got? Please speed through them, man. Some of us have Speed through them. So we got some of us got, got places to be. I have bagels to eat and I know to order. <laughs> I know you do. Those bagels they they wouldn't survive without you. I have James, a foot long it, on order from Foot Long Freddy's. James. You wish it, you had a foot long on order. Hey <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. James He's like, Yeah, I do. Are you gonna use your uh your seafood app on the bagel to find out if it's a hot dog or not a I hot am. dog? I am going to do that. I did that at Wells of the Beach, actually, a fair amount. <laughs> Just to check, because yeah. you weren't sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, boy. Um, so, no, I just put a link to an article here. So, I think we talked about this before. There's going to be an eclipse. Two uh, of them, actually. And it's coming up uh, within the next uh, couple weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think there's a solar eclipse sooner than that. Like, maybe this... Uh, Maybe it's already done, or maybe next weekend. And then there's the, um, sorry, lunar eclipse, and then the solar eclipse. Right, so this is going to be a total solar eclipse. It's going to be uh, August 21st. Okay. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, so this article just talks about it and where the best places to see it in the country are, and blah, blah, blah. Um, we're not in the ideal position here, but... It, we're probably not too bad. You know, if we were in Southern California, that's the, probably the worst place. Yeah. Um, See if you so. can go up to West Virginia, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That'd probably be a good uh, good vantage point. A good um, place to burn your retinas out. <laughs> there's a uh, there's another uh, event coming up. I don't have it in here, but there's like going to be like a meteor shower or something like that. Yes. Happening... Um, in a in a week, so next Saturday supposedly is the best day to see that. I believe that's an annual event, <clears throat> August twelfth, and that is going to be. So I found out 
you know, I just did a little Googling, and apparently there's a area in Virginia that's popular for people to go and look at the stars, like Shenandoah something, Shenandoah Observation National Drive, Park. maybe, something like that. Oh, yeah. That's something romantic. like that. So, um, well, I don't know about that, but supposedly a good place to see, look at the stars, maybe see a good meteor shower, whatever. So have I a might, sandwich. Yeah, have a sandwich, you know, maybe have a couple 40s, whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat. Um, it's Virginia, so bring your gun. <laughs> um, and, you know, now in federal parks, you can uh, you can have a gun with you. So thank you, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Mm-hmm. But actually, thanks. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so something else to think about. Um, let's see. Next up. Now, I think we're going to have some fun with this one. I could be wrong, though. Reverse racism. Which I th- I personally find that term hilarious. Is this Uncle Ruckus? <laughs> yeah, right. So, of course, this is a vice. <laughs> this is a, another vice thing that says... Dear white people, please stop pretending reverse racism is real. Okay. So I read I read this article. It, and they say right here, it's literally impossible to be racist to a white person. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's exactly true. It is not true. It is um, very possible. Now, the term itself, reverse racism, I don't approve of. Why can't it just be racism? Like, racism isn't just to one group. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. Maybe I have my terms all fucked up. What's the dictionary definition of racism? I don't know. Look that up later. It was somewhat of a rhetorical question. Right. Right. I did think of Uncle Ruckus when I read this, though. The boondocks. He's like, you breathing up all the white man's air? (laughs) It says here in the article, it says, Racism is based on a couple things. Historical systemic oppression and power. Okay. Um, so, So they say, so if you take that into an account, white people have never been persecuted for the color of their skin. So there's no point comparing their experiences to those of black, brown, and indigenous folks. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I can see the point there. That's fine. Now, what is the difference between racism? Maybe racism is a more bigger thing. Like, you know, it's part of the system, man. You know, like that. And maybe what I'm thinking of is more... I'm going to say prejudice... I don't know the difference. Well, if you're walking down the street and somebody yells at you and says, hey, you white honky sack of shit, then you might be like, that's racist. Mm-hmm. Right, but is it is it racist? Um, <laughs> well, the question is, what is racism? Right. And I think this, mm, I, don't, I don't know that I agree with what this thing is saying, what racism is. Um, I was going to say either prejudice, which may be the same thing, I don't know, and or... The term discrimination maybe is a better term. For... Uh, yeah, and I think if under those those cases, white people don't really get discriminated against. Um, maybe they get excluded from some things because they are the majority and not the minority. 
but mm-hmm. and some white people may see that as discriminatory or racist, which I understand. But in the grand scheme of things, from a purely pragmatic, douchey way of view, looking at it, white people are the majority. So if one white guy, and I'm not saying I agree with this, I don't agree with like not getting a job on your merits, but if they give like a Spanish guy a job over a white guy who is more qualified because they don't have any Spanish guys there and they need to give one Spanish guy a job, then it's, is it really racist or discriminatory? I don't really know. I don't that think is so. Affirmative action. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Here's a, here's a question. Do companies actually do that? Probably. Like, do companies right, actually well, give, that's, I mean, yes. but, that's but has discrimination. Anyone... They, well, that, as in, that's as we, in, you're discriminating. You know, I mean, here's, well, here's the thing. But do we know for a fact that they give spots to underqualified people? Yes. Like, sort how of. do we know I, that? I will give you an example that is mostly in line with what you're saying. So, if we need to run more you know, power or networking or something in the building where I work or, you know, most government facilities that has to be put out to a bid and that goes through a process. Now, if the company who bids is a female run minority owned or some like combination like that, female um, Inuit veteran, correct. (laughs) They, they are more preferentially selected than if it was like, a company of all white men. Yeah, see, white man can't get ahead. No, I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> if the white man can't get ahead, it's because other white men are like, nah. <laughs> okay. That is right. very true. Exactly, which is exactly what Evan just described. Other white men were like, nah, we're going to give it to the veteran, the veteran woman-owned Inuit business. And the instead. only reason they did that is because other women are like, no, you need to like help us out. And the, right. the guys, the men were like, well, if we like selling shit, we should just help these people out so they get off our fucking case. Yeah, but they so didn't do the, it because they're like, we're kind and we like helping people. So the contract is awarded to this female-owned, minority-run, you know, uh, business for a ton of money. Who will then? Who is very likely like one or two women, who will then go subcontract that out to a company of white men to do the work for yeah. more than adequate money. So, here's the problem. I know Evan. I know Michael. Let's say I'm the purchaser. I'm in charge of that whole thing. I'm like, Evan's like, yo, B, I got a company. We do this work. We do good work. The greatest like, work. We the both best work. The, the greatest work, the best work. I got good hands. I got big hands. <laughs> yep. It's like, not small. They're not we, orange. They're definitely we, not orange. Yeah. <laughs> We we went to we both went to college together, went to high school together. I know you, you know me. We're both rich dudes. We're 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 in the rich dudes club. You know? Mhm. So, I say I can't give it to you cuz you're my homie, people know that. And you say I know a guy. Mm-hmm. So he calls Michael, another rich dude from the rich dudes club. You know? And that's what happens. But it's called the old boys, the old boys club, or whatever they call it. But that's a thing. Like that's totally a thing. Absolutely. So they had to do that. They have to do that stuff. And look, is it is is affirmative action and 
the Inuit woman business is that is that whole system the right system? Is it the answer? No, you know what I mean. But you can't stop people from being people. So is something racist? Is something discriminatory? It all breaks. Is something down is something racist to fight racism or discriminatory to fight racism? Well, no. I mean, racism and racism, uh, racism and discrimination is is it is what it is. You know. But here's like a a, a great example, like. I was talking to the same guy I was telling you about whatever about um cops, you know, and I I mean, I think we've talked about this before, but I'm a firm believer that it's not necessarily it's not racism or discrimination the way you think it is why cops shoot more black men than most. There's a bunch of statistics, you know, that have to do with why that happens, more crime happens in those areas. More black people do more stupid things, sadly, because we are we have the least money and the most least jobs or whatever the case may be, you know. So we have more idle time and more time to get into trouble. So then we do, you know. <clears throat> and, but for a bunch of reasons, we do a lot of dumb stuff and then the cops catch us. At, but there's this whole myth that black men are like strong workhorses, dangerous, crazed, you know, and that comes back from the slavery days and that stuff still exists. So, but it's those things that like when you, when a black guy walks to an elevator, a woman grabs her purse or when I walk down the street, people cross the street, like that shit happens to me all the time. It's part of my life. That's racism. You know, that's discrimination. Now, is it their right to cross the street? Sure. Should they assume I'm going to do something bad because I'm black? They don't know anything about me, you know? So, I don't know, man. The whole thing is a slippery slope, and I wish we didn't have to deal with it in America because it's just a mess. And everything we do do to try to fix it fucking fucks it up even more. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't have a solution, but I had a thought going back to the uh, female-owned minority businesses is that is the extra money the government pays to pay those two women's salaries cheaper than running an equivalently effective um pr campaign saying hey we support minorities i don't think it makes a difference to for them mm because they because they know what's happening, you know. Yeah. They the only difference is those two women. They have ones for like women, minorities, and small businesses, right? Right. If CSC is going for the same contract that Evans' fucking IT shop of four people is going for, CSC is going to get that job every time in six days, times on Sunday, because they have the connections and the and the and they they know people. They know things, they have the money, the infrastructure, they can just make it, they can stand that business up easy, you know? So you have to do something to give Evan a chance to be successful. You got to have some some groundwork laid so Evan can come in and fucking be successful. And the same thing for those women. The assumption is that women are get paid less than men, which they do, and have to work harder for less payoff than men do which they do in some cases and those for those for those in those cases you know those systems are made to help them 
You know, they're made to help women and minorities. Because, you know, if I go in and my name's Tyrone Broadus, or I go in and my name's Bill Blower, you know, what people, up? Are, people are more likely to give Bill Blower the job because it's Bill Blower. It sounds like some fucking white guy. And then Tyrone, they're like, this guy's black. They already have an idea in their head who Tyrone is, you know? Compared to Bill, they're like, oh, Bill, an innocuous white guy's name. So they already, like, before they even met you, before they know anything about you, before they read you, where you went to college, they already have a picture in their head of who you are. I do, and I'm black. And I hear the name Tyrone or Shaquana or Shaniqua or any of those names, and I automatically hear something. That's why I hate when black people give their kids names like that. Yeah, because we've talked it's like, about that. It's already like you're already hobbling them. Because we live in, I'm sorry, we live in a racist world. We live in a world of people judge you by your name. So don't fucking name somebody some fucking crazy shit that people in Africa are like, what the fuck is that? You know? Anyway. Anyhow. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> well, if anyone's interested, take a look at this article. Uh, it's a little long, but I think it's worth the read. Um, like I said, I don't know if I agree with everything it says. Probably not. Uh, a reverse racism. I don't particularly like that term, but that term is just just what it is, a term, a label. So, of course, we could apply other terms or labels to it, you know, to the same thing that may or may not be happening. I saw, I saw a video that was... Sorry to interrupt you, Michael. Go right ahead. I saw a video... That was, it said, it said the people who get discriminated more are men. And it was this old lady and she's old white lady with blonde hair with like gray hair. And she was like, I'm Dr. Such and such and such, such a clinical psychiatrist. She's like, the fact of the matter is women, men are more, men have less fair treatment in society than women. Women have more peripheral treatment. Women have more rights than men. men and it's like on and on and on and on. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, finally, someone understands how I feel. <laughs> then I looked, and this goes back to an episode from very long ago. Then I looked at who posted the video, and it was fucking Rebel Media. Hmm. That fucking website. That conservative fucking dick licker. Okay. That guy, Clint, whatever, who used to be a very funny comedian, and he just became a fucking maniac. It's that guy's site. And I was just like watching it. And I was like, that takes all the fucking credibility out of this video. I don't believe for a minute that that's true, but I was hoping that there'd be some actual evidence, but there was no evidence in the video. It was just a woman rambling. Like they hired some chick to talk about something like she was knowledgeable and maybe whatever. It's true. I don't know. It's fucking crazy, dude. <clears throat> Sorry. I mean, but that's, that's one of those places where you talk about, where you hear about reverse racism. That's where that concept comes from. It's one of those video, one of those channels like that. Right. You know? She has a doctorate in women's studies, James. Please give her the respect she deserves. Even worse! When are they going to learn women are people? <laughs> They're 70% people. Yeah, and the rest <laughs> my fucking sandwich. Black people are 60% people, so there you go. When we have credit cards, we're 100% though. That's oh, true. And oh. keys. That's spending power, B. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, so moving on, what else have we got? What else can we make uncomfortable? Um, make everyone uncomfortable with, oh, like yeah, six, so six Trump links in here, 
Oh, that's true. Yeah. That, those, those are nice and easy, though. Let's, let's that's that's, that's easy. Yeah. No, no. So, okay, like earlier I was talking about the guy who was detained by ICE for three years. Yes. Okay, and then we were talking about how the cops can fuck people over. Uh-huh. So this was actually in Canada. Cops mistook a a powder for um in this guy's house. They're like, oh, that's fentanyl. So they arrested him. And he was uh, in jail for a while while they tested it to make sure it was. And, of course, it wasn't. It was like, you know, it might as well have been fucking Johnson baby powder. Right. You know, it was, I was it about was to nothing. say cornstarch. Yeah. Um, it said he was taken to jail. Police named him in the street he lived on publicly, accusing him of being a fentanyl dealer. <laughs> Um, they also charged him with possession of proceeds of crime related to the $135 they seized from him. Oh, come on. Uh, which they say here in the article, a low amount of money given how profitable fentanyl is. Yeah. <clears throat> and, of course, they evicted him from his apartment after that. And so now he has nowhere to live. And they're like, oh, sorry, bro. That's, uh, and that was it. I mean, of course, he, he's you know released and everything now. But, I mean, he doesn't have an apartment anymore. He lost most of his stuff. Because you only have 72 hours to grab your shit before they basically toss it. And, of course, he was in jail. So Yeah. I hope he has some legal recourse to this. And I hope someone brings up the uh, that department for fraud, waste, and abuse. Or, or something like that. Because that's mm-hmm. silly. But that that's the thing. There's no recourse. Like, they're cops. This is we, like so many times I hear this thing. I'm like, if they accuse you of something, you could tell your neighbors to your fucking boom the face. No, I'm not a drug dealer. They will still be like, oh, you're lying. You're hiding it. Because who wouldn't hide it? If the cops arrested me, if the cops came to my house and arrested me, and my neighbor saw me walking out in handcuffs, no matter what I told them, I could be getting arrested for having a million parking like parking tickets in Bethesda because I had a fucking you know, I don't know, something crazy, like I parked somewhere crazy out of a million parking tickets. They could be arresting me for that. Guess what? My neighbors should be like, he's a pedophile. And that fucking rumor would just grow. Like people, people, that's a rumor people could believe in. You know, and no matter what you say. <laughs> you give off definite pedophile vibes. No, no, what I mean is <laughs> it's sensational enough that people love to believe that kind of stuff. So no matter what I do or say, people will be like, yeah, this guy's a fucking pedophile or he's a drug dealer or he beats his wife or whatever the case may be, you know, like, like, dude, rumors in a day where we have social media can fucking destroy a person like that. I forgot who you're talking about before, man. But like when you go home after that, what do you what what else can you do? But be like, all right, where can I hang myself? You know, because how do you go forward? Like. You, like, you don't have any money? Like, everything's all fucked up? Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, I keep on seeing more and more stories like this, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know? And how many more things are there out there like this that we never hear about? Yeah, it's probably been happening, and we just don't know it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yep. And that goes on to another article I have later on here, Don't Talk to the Police. But uh, <laughs> let's let's do that one. Do that one now. Let's do it. Okay, sure. So this is a uh, a law professor. <clears throat> he 
And he says you shouldn't say anything to a cop for any reason. You shouldn't plead the fifth and you shouldn't stay silent. So what should you do? He says, you don't talk, don't talk to them. Um, just say, I want a lawyer. That's all you, that's all you say. I want a lawyer and keep on saying that till they stop talking to you. Like, even if you haven't done anything, even if you haven't done anything, even if they're, they're just talking to you about whatever, cause they say how many times like they'll cherry pick stuff out of an interrogation or just, you know, use something out of context and like convict you of something. You're like, what the fuck just happened? You know? Like, so, sir, sir, do you know why we're detaining you? Riker, William T. Yeah. Identification. Serial number, da 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's pretty much how you gotta be. And he he has a whole video on uh YouTube that they, they link to it here. Um where he goes over all this stuff. But yeah, basically a good watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a good video, so I'll definitely be checking that out later. Um, so anyway, other thing I wanted to talk about, Trump. So I put a few links here. Trump is a bullshitter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in one article, so this is just funny. This, this isn't really related to him being a bullshitter. This is just related to him being an asshole. Trump thinks the White House is a real dump. Oh, yeah. Of course he would say that. Or of course, he would think that his golf resort is much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here's how he's a bullshitter. In the same article, they say Trump may take a lot of floating mulligans. They meaning golf, ignoring a bad shot or dropping a new ball without taking a penalty. Um, although the golf the golf magazine Golf writes that no president has ever played the sport better. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Great. So he's a fucking piece of shit, even when playing golf with himself, you know. Um, <laughs> then here's another article where he's a bullshitter. They're talking about Asia and all kinds of stuff. And this is the one. So, you know, Trump, he's always like, I'm great. Everyone loves me, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Hey, he's a bullshitter. So right here, they quote him. I mean, it's this whole long ass quote. But I'm just going to say one thing. He says, so I, he's like, I talk with foreign leaders they like me, I like them. You know, it's amazing. Get the well fuck said. out of here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's all, a lot more to it, but it's like, come on, man. And then a third thing here, and I know you guys heard about this, the Boy Scouts thing, right? He went to the Boy Scouts and he gave I a speech. I vaguely heard and about blah, blah, it, yeah. Blah. yeah. So Trump recently said that he received a call from that organization, from the Boy Scouts, praising his speech. The Boy Scouts are like, we don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's a fucking bullshitter. He's a liar, and he's—it's always about nothing. That's why the yeah, he, a, he lies for no reason. It's all about yeah. his personality and yeah, his, it's like the cult of Trump. Yeah, he's like I'm so great, I'm so wonderful. Yeah, like it's that's it. <laughs> yeah. he, he went over he, to his friend's house who has who's like a Cub Scout leader and said, "Good job, kids." He's like, "They love my speech." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's a, he's such a bullshitter. And this is just three examples of his bullshit. But, I mean, we could find examples all fucking day if we wanted to. It's just fucking, I'm like, gah! I'm like, that's the part that I don't get. Everyone's like, Trump's great. He's a great president. I'm like, he's so fucking great that he keeps on saying, look how great I am. I'm so awesome. 
That's the problem with him. He has no humility, and he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm just so sick of it, man. I, I don't get it. Here's the thing. I get riled up really easily. I don't get it. I get riled up over nothing. When I hear Michael riled up, I know, like, I'm like, all right, nice. I like that. You know, because he never gets excited. He never is he never's like, fuck this guy, man. Uh. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, he is. He's ridiculous. And people are like, Trump's our man. He's great. He's going to make America great. I'm like, really? Really? This is the guy that's going to make America great again. So we just came from <sighs> South Carolina. Jesus Christ, And man. we were talking to we were talking to that couple I told you about. Uh-huh. The, 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 the guy and his wife is like, the way someone, like, they were talking about being in D.C. And they said, oh, we're back there when Obama was in office. They sound so blown when they said Obama. And they said something like Trump. And, you know, you just hear the tone. And I was like, man, do people really like these fucking guys? <laughs> it's just, it, and it's, it's funny because we sat and talked to these people. And they're the nicest, most sensible and people. And they're, they're normal people, right? And they're normal people. They're normal, they're normal everyday people, yeah. Yeah. Which I don't get. Yeah, and, I don't and, understand. And, and mind you, I did not have a conversation to my politics. I'm making sure. assumptions based sure. on what they said. Sure, but sure, sure. it just seems like a lot of people down south, they really love this guy. And I'm like, honestly, my mind's boggled. I'm like, how could you vote for this guy? And then I, you know, I maybe it's just the disconnect between, like, the south and then and the rest of the country not even the south the rest of the country in dc like maybe the news we see most people aren't seeing it well it's the coasts right the coasts are are democrat or liberal whatever you want to call it yeah and the the insides or the you know the rednecky the or the the country land or the whatever you want to call it Dude, the country I parts I are not... all fucking you know, Republican for whatever reason, or, what, or even, what left, or whatever you want to call it. And, I wouldn't even call us liberal. Are or we conservative? Liberal? Or None whatever. of us are liberal. Evans probably the most liberal of all of us, and he's barely has a political stance. You know? Yeah, that might be true. I'm not liberal, Michael. Are you liberal? Michael's a gun-toting, gun-loving. You know, I'm a gun-toting liberal. <laughs> yeah, but you're not even a liberal. You're not even a liberal. Probably not. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm not really a liberal either. It's just kind of weird. Anyway, go, go ahead. Let's let's get this thing. Uh, let's get this truck down the road. Yep. So, um, oh, Evan's got the Backstreet Boys live tonight, so we want to keep that waiting. Right. Um. So this is they just kind of funny. Way. Here, this is the link. Uh, tinfoil <laughs> hat time. So this is another Trump link, but um, this is about a book that someone found called. The book is called Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. Ah! Jesus Christ. And it came out in like the late 1800s, like 1896 or some shit like that. And that's, that's I'm changing my book pick for the month. That's what we're reading. <laughs> and get this, the the book uh the boy is the boy is aided in his quest by a man named Don. Oh my god. <laughs> um and the the book this is what the book is about okay baron trump is a wealthy young man living in a place called castle trump but his real adventures begin when don aka the master of all masters inspires him to travel to russia where he finds a portal that allows him to travel to other lands this that's what the book is about yeah so do you think someone from the bilderberg group read this book and they're like we got the perfect setup <laughs> we gotta get these people in office because this fucking 130 year old book was good who knows 
I'm more gladly lately believe that someone on Etsy made this book and somehow got a bunch of people duped. There's too many. That's consequences. true. So, Mike, did you Snopes this? I did not. So it's very possible that it could be all bullshit, right? Yeah, I it want be, it to be true. It could be a um, it could be a, a a wag the dog situation. You know, I don't know if you guys saw that, but um. You know, in that they uh they do some things like this, like they insert an old record into the the National Archives, or they insert a, a new record into the National Archives and make it seem like it's an old record. And they're like, "Do you remember that old song? That old song that came out a long time ago?" And like <laughs> this whole thing. And so I'm wondering if this is something like that, you know, like I something just, made this up and I just like, snopes it. It's actually a real thing. It's a real book. Yeah. Okay. I must acquire it. Okay. Well, there you go. Oh, boy. All right. Um, I got another thing here. It's just uh, just like Evan gave us a link to a bunch of uh, articles, studies about, uh, you know, the keto, the keto way of life. Um, this is, this here is a link on Business Insider. 37 best websites for learning a new skill. So most of these are free. Not all of them are free. But, you know, shit like Coursera, Lynda.com, Udemy, you know, which we, we've all been to a few of these, Code Academy, Udacity, blah, 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 blah. So a whole bunch of different things here. Um, so check it out. Most of it's free, not all of it, but it's good. Nice. Um. And that's about it. And I put a I put a link here to the uh, the Nazi war train with the uh, you know the fifteen hundred ton gun. And we'll show it. them our peaceful ways <laughs> by force. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's one of the gr- best quotes ever. <laughs> that's great. All right, so James here, I see something something going down uh, down in uh, down in Tejas. Yeah, so they got their, so they got their, they've opened up open carry down there. Oh, yeah, I, I said this to somebody the other yeah. day. Yeah, and uh, I saw this and I was like, that can't be real, but also quite amazing. So I can't figure out why, this article actually says everything you need to know about this. So read the article, I'm not going to finish reading it. But basically, now you can open carry swords in certain places in Texas. And count me in, dog, yeah. you know? <laughs> More reasons to go. I will fucking carry a fucking fucking claymore on my fucking back, or a katana. I'll be. I'll do it. Like I'm I, ready to live in that world. Would you dress up in full samurai no. gear? No. With like no. wood plate as wood plates as armor, and would you have the tiny samurai sword to go with the big one? The wakazashi? No. How, no well, I, how can you? How can you convince the public that you're a samurai? I don't need if you don't, if you don't go just, all the way, people just need to look at me and be like this guy likes his blades. Hmm. You know, that's all I'm looking for. <laughs> Adulation, my man. Adulation. <laughs> um, there's, there's a, there, apparently, there's a national advocacy organization called Knife Rights. <laughs> that's, uh, that's amazing. Actually, I like it. At work, we were, the other day we were talking about, you know, can you carry a knife? How long can it be? Da, 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 all this stuff. So apparently in Maryland, you can carry a knife as long as it's not concealed, mm-hmm. right? And it doesn't really matter how long it is. 
Um, but that that's fixed blade. If it's a folder, it doesn't really matter how long it is, and it can be concealed. That'd be great if you if you started a group called like the Society for the treatment of ancient blades. You're like, what's your acronym? Stab. (laughs) (laughs) And it would have to be something like that. Oh, that's like in uh, Futurama. Meat. Mankind for the ethical ethical animal treatment. Yeah. (laughs) Meat. (laughs) Dude, they'd have to... I feel like... um... You'd have to have, yeah, you'd have to be a secret order or something to carry swords around. You know? You bring swords, swords have to be cool again. So you need Nazi uniforms, swords, and then you'd be good. Making swords cool again, making America great again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be huge. It it's is. It's going to be huge. Like these huge hands. Don't fucking get me started, man. <laughs> All right, calm, calm down. Is anyone else? I'm about to be triggered, yo. (laughs) James was already triggered today. We can only afford one trigger per show. One triggering? Yes. Alright. Anything else to add? Nah, that's it. I'm good. Going once, twice? Okay. America's going down to shitter. Great. Well, you're a dual citizen, so you have an option to leave. Yeah. I'm out, bitches. Well, Screw podcast you guys. is uh, I'm out of here. No. down to two officially, so we'll be a duo next week. Mike, take care. Uh, on that note, thank you all for uh, sticking with us. It's not one of our shorter podcasts. Uh, feel free to send any comments or questions to feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. Check out our website, iopanelpodcast.com. Iopanelpodcast at Twitter, various social medias. On our website, you'll find our social media section for RSS feeds and all the pertinent information. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. 